This is a Fubar Radio podcast. Go to fubarradio.com for more details. Everybody be cool, this is a robbery! Let's go. It's from Pulp Fiction. Yeah, no, like... <laughs> Sorry, just hold on a second. So she, she said she thinks she's got it I'll now. I remember the right. line now. Let's start it. again. Let's start again. Okay. <laughs> Ian Boldsworth on Fubar Radio. Everybody be killed, this is a robbery! Any of you creeps move? No, what do you mean creeps? Isn't that what they said? What, well, in a Tarantino and film? Alex, any of you creeps it, move? No, they fuck her twice. Is any, any of you, you motherfucking pricks and move? Alexa, and I'll execute every, every motherfucking last one of you. Forget it. Also, um, yeah. I'm not sure you needed to add blasphemy to it. <laughs> Hello, coming up on the show today, we have Henry Naylor. God, I've not seen Henry. Do you know what? I reckon... <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Matt just fell off a chair. <laughs> I've not seen Henry, I reckon, in 15 years. Oh, it might even be more than that. Lovely. Long, long time. Lovely. I thought he was dead. Also, when I got the email, I actually yeah. thought it was Henry Normal. Oh, okay. And I, I was like, oh, that'd be nice. That's, that, that's, that's really cool. Guess, yeah. I can speak to Henry. And, oh. and then it was like, oh, it's Henry Naylor. And then I went, oh, that'd be nice, because I know Henry. Also coming up at 3.15, Bianca Del Rio from RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. will be promoting 2018 UK tour, Blame It on Bianca Del Rio. That's correct. Del Rio. Yeah, or Del Rio, or either. Non-plussed. Okay. Also, I've got some erasure news. Okay. Like, just hot off the press erasion news. Erasion. I'll tell you what's just happened. Ooh. If Barry's listening now, he he'll be. think I'm winding him up. No, but we've got some hot, hot erasion I news. I swear on my <gasps> life. Did you just see him on the tube? There is erasion news. Welcome to the show. By the way, Dodds, if you are listening and you want to hear this oration news up front, I, I, I swear, mate, I'm not winding you up. This is, I know I've done it in the past. This is a genuine thing. Mm. genuine oration news. So if you want to give us a call, you can call ASAP and I'll just tell it to you immediately. Um, but I'd rather tell Barry first. But if he doesn't call within the next few minutes, then I'll just, I'll just say what happened. Okay. Um, so uh, can I ask you a very quick question um, before we start properly? Mm-hmm. Did we have burlesque boys on this show? 
No. I don't think we no, do we either. No, we never have, no. Because John Beck went to see Burlesque Boys, you know, because he's a big gay. Yes, I'm aware. And he went to see Burlesque Boys on his birthday. I've never heard of him, so we've definitely but had him on John the show. John Beck said from no, your show. Never, I don't think we have never, either. Never, never, never had them on I'd the I'd show. I'd, I'd tell him that. John had a dream about you, as always, and about the show. And he he's dreamt, relentless. Well, he dreamt they were on the show, it's quite obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, but um, haven't been, John. He was texting me this morning saying that he wants to go and see it. Uh, I, I always call it IT, because as a kid we used to call it IT, that book. Yes, yes. But it. Um, with you? No, he just wants to go and see oh, it. Okay. I'm sure he'd love to go and see it with me. <laughs> but uh, but he doesn't want to go on his own. Well, he wants to, well he's he's obviously he's hinting then, isn't he? He wants to go and see it with you. I don't know if anyone him. Well, it doesn't matter. For John, for love or travel, he will travel For love you. or travel? Is that a phrase? <laughs> <laughs> if it's not, I really like it. Yeah. For love or travel. Yeah, you, think, you've condensed that song into just one... <laughs> literally, what, four words? I think a good relationship is for love or travel. You can get here by... You see, you can do all that. Forget all that. What's just go on top of the box. For love or travel. There you go. What's, what's at number three? For love or travel. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think they were either. Uh, John Beck, um, I can't go to the cinema with John Beck. Why? Because I don't live anywhere near him, one. Two, because he'd do like, all that popcorn, all in the bottom of the oh, popcorn I've heard and all that Is business. Is that a thing where people put willies in popcorn? Would be for John Beck, I would imagine. A penis in Honestly, a... I've nothing against them. No, I, I think they're all <laughs> But right he's a very well. extreme one, isn't he? Well, if you were Is he, who's the biggest gay that rings this show? Ooh. I would say probably Connor Wallace now. I think uh, I think Connor's now up to the gay stakes with all his singing. I think so, and and yeah, I think so. I I've got I've, a I've lot of gay listeners. Um, can I ask a question? Hmm. If you were going to put your penis in popcorn, would it? Which would it be, salt or sweet? I don't think that's part of it. No, no, no but I want to know. Like, again, what no, popcorn? I don't think it would matter. Well, in it case, would. in case I wanted to suck it later. Yeah, like if you had a bit of a. a, a what, are you, what are you imagining? I've got down there. I don't know, but salt will be stinging to the penis. No, it will sting. If you had, I don't think I missed. If you had a cut, <laughs> but like some a penis is a very tender thing. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so. I think it'd be better to go sweet or sweet and salt, but never salt. Right. But what would you pick? I'd be honestly, absolutely. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to make a choice based on anything other okay. than just randomness. Oh, it's I just like wondered if that's something because they do flavored popcorn now. You could have it in a <laughs> coconut flavor. Again, it's not really chocolate. for me. The flavor is it? No, but it, you, it's like if someone said to you, you know, you can get flavored lube or flavored condoms yeah, or whatever. It's like it's yeah. like asking the man what flavor do you want. It's like I don't. It's not. It doesn't come into. Me. It. Oh, I recently saw a, a vanilla ice cream flavoured condom and I Did was you? like, oh, that's quite nice. Have you ever used a condom for oral sex? Either I must way. have. I Either must way. have, yeah. yeah. You must have. Well, I, I can't imagine I haven't. <laughs> well, I've not. Cause, but now I, I can't think of when I have, <laughs> but I feel like I must have done. Well, what flavour are you thinking of? When I said that, what flavour suddenly came into your mouth, raspberry. for want of a better raspberry. phrase? You've had a raspberry cock no, in your I mouth. I haven't had a raspberry cock in my mouth. No, I'm thinking of the lolly. Not. Is it not because it was more sort of had a ra- raspberry ripple sort of texture to the penis? No. Given, the sort, of, given the sort of chap that you probably would end up I've never, with late of a Friday night. <laughs> I have never had a furry penis on a Friday night. Have you not? No. Um, what's the biggest... It's gone, I'm going to go sexy very quick. Right, but okay. what's the biggest penis? Yeah. Right. You've ever had anywhere near you. Does it have to have been in you? Does it have to be in your uh, mouth or anything like that? But the biggest penis that you've ever had anywhere near okay, you. Like it, so in a, I don't mean like when you've walked past someone. I mean yeah. I mean in a sexy situation. Because I presume, I will never know that feeling. I will never know that feeling of discovering a penis in a sexual situation. You Do could, you know what I mean? You could know it. Oh yeah, okay. But if, I, if I, that was the way I was going to go with it. Yeah. But thus far in my life, 
I've never really known the, the feeling of being intimate with someone and, and going, oh, now I'm going to get his penis out. And, that, and I've, also from a man's point of view, you always mm. think that's a big moment because you're like, shit, this could be, this is like big reveal now. Yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's unpacking the present. <laughs> yeah, it really is unpacking the present, isn't it? Or the or the um, stocking filler in, yeah. <laughs> for, in some cases. Mm. Um, no, no, that's a real... Uh, stressful moment that yeah. for a gentleman I don't think it should be I've never unpacked one and thought oh where's the receipt you know I've never thought like that would be an amazing thing to say to a man right in his <laughs> face at, at the, the moment of it flopping out just going oh where's the receipt <laughs> <laughs> is the shop still open I don't know destroy you wouldn't no, it no I think oh I've destroy never thought about that That's, I, I'd never want to say that I've always thought it was an urban legend that girls would say anything un- unkind about a man's they, penis they in, a, in a well no I've had that argued with me several times by where women just saying to you, oh, they, 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 they know people who've done that, oh. or they know people who've been. Dis- I've personally must have dropped lucky myself, but I've yeah. never had that to my face. That would be a horrible thing to happen, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, especially about something you can't help. I can't no. help it, Matt. Can I? What can I do? I can't grow it bigger. What can you I can. do? You can get an operation. I can go for an operation. Yeah. Can you imagine if I was saying that about a girl? No, I mean, I, I don't think they can do that. If uh, <laughs> if you wanted to, not you have to. I oft- I always get emails about enlarged penises. Right, I, I, d- I think a lot of those are just spam, though, aren't they? They're just oh. sort of selling snake oil, essentially. They do. They're mostly in my junk yeah. order. So yeah. yeah, well, they're Perhaps. never going in my junk. <laughs> so, um, Henry, who's oh, coming yeah. up on the show. Honestly, I like Henry I used to gig with so much, and then he just dis- he literally just disappeared off the face of the earth here, but it, it seemed like. Oh. She wasn't on the circuit anymore, and she wasn't about anymore. Okay. And um, I know that he's was married to Sarah Kendall. Is he yeah, still? He still is. is he still? He yeah, still okay. Is, yeah. Um, well, unless it, it's, it's happened in the last few weeks. I mean, I don't want to say for definite, do I? We should actually tread very carefully in case they have split up this I, week. I don't think they have. They might stop this morning. I mean, I don't know. Could happen. Well, could have could happen. Oh. But I'm really looking forward to chatting with him. Yeah. He's coming in, right? Yes, he is. He's That'd be nice. Studio. And he's promoting his play Angel. Yes. At the art, at the misprint on the screen again, so Soho Theatre, surely. No, no, it's the Arcola Theatre. I'm branching out. Did you listen back to the show last week that you went on? Uh, um, well, yeah, well, yeah. Did, did you hear the bit where it. I... Uh, Actually, I think it was edited from the final broadcast where I actually was saying that Sharon and Rena's sucked play was on at the Soho Theatre. Oh, no, I didn't. Did it out of no, fucking just muscle memory. I didn't, because it was funny when I listened to and the Sharon show. And Sharon started to go, oh, no, it's less square. <laughs> you just have the reaction of Soho for everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, well, this is the Arcola Theatre. I branched I out. I said it seriously, though. Oh. Um, well, look, we've got, I've got loads of things to talk to you about today. But at the moment, because I've got here late again today. Yeah, I was worried. Because it's the, what's it called Piccadilly, line? Piccadilly, Piccadilly line. line. Very delayed. Just, I don't know what's going on. Oh, okay. And also, there's all bombs in there, don't forget. Well, there was just the one last week. It wasn't all bombs. Loads of That's bombs there everywhere. Loads of, well, no. I want to talk to you about the bombs, actually. Okay. Let's do that after the song. Beastie Boys, Finger Licking Good. That was the Government Cheese remix. Yeah. Don't know what that means. Um, do you ever forget that um, MCA died? Yeah, I do. And, and then, then I, remember. And then it makes me sad. Yeah. Because there'll be no more Beastie Boys, of course, ever. That would be wrong. They've stopped now, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But that makes me sad. I don't know that it would have been wrong to do that. No, plenty of bands carry on when they lose a member. The Who carried on without Keith Moon. And all, you know, people yeah, do carry on without, when they lose a member. True. Member Queen, to Queen. death. Queen did. Bad move on yeah, Queen's yeah. part. Um yeah, I, I, it always makes me a bit sad with MCA. And I was, I was a big Beastie Boys fan for a while, and then I was a credible Beastie Boys fan for a while. You know, when they, they became I mean, very credible. Yeah. Well, Beastie Boys originally were kind of a kind of almost pop rap. 
Yeah, but then really? they had they're right at the beginning. The girls in the dan- dancing yeah, dance, yeah, which and, they and the huge apologised for. And Did said, they? Yeah, yeah. Oh, they, they should have done that. Yeah, they were young, and when it came out, and it just wasn't where they're at now. It's quite exciting though when it happened. It yeah. was kind of a punky sort of feel to it, yeah. even though it was when you when you look back on the Beastie Boys at that point, it's like, oh, this was so sort of manufactured and yeah. it was you know kind of cynical really but but when, at the time i think i was like 13 or something mm. it was really exciting well, them and dmc as well i saw them um when they headlined reading festival right. and the prodigy were on before them you didn't see me when i did reading festival were you there that year because i would definitely have gone Hang to see beastie second. boys I've got, I, don't, I don't know what oh, to do about this i know who's what do you want to do you want to answer just it? Answer it? Let's not I'm, do the, I'm on air man don't do the interview i am on air man this. Are you there? A, a guest that might be coming up, a surprise guest on the show later. Hello? Very exciting comedian. <laughs> you, oh, let's put the phone up. down. Well, okay. <laughs> I think he got excited. Okay, well, when I saw the Beastie Boys... Yes. Um, so Prodigy... Was oh, yeah, I was about to pull you up for not seeing me at Reddit. Yeah, but I thought... <laughs> I remember now. If, I'm just saying, you know, I'm a big, big fan of you. got saved by Brian Gittins. Big fan Gittins. of your work, but if, you, if it's the Beastie Boys or yeah. you, I'm going to go and watch Beastie Boys. That's fine. But... My point was, what was my point? Oh, yeah, Prodigy. But what if I'd then died and that was your last chance to see me? It would have been a, sh- a shame, wouldn't it? would have been it? awful. But You'd have regretted it. And then the Beastie Boys had lived. Imagine yeah. that. But imagine that? the Beastie Boys said they would like Prodigy not to play Smack My Bitch Up because they objected to the lyrics. And then Prodigy went on a big rant on the stage about, no one tells us what to fucking play. Right. We play our own stuff. So, But I have to say, Smack My Bitch Up is quite a catchy little tune. So. It's horrible, though, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, as a, as a thing. I mean, I, I presume it's... It's from Cool Keith. It's actually they've, they've sampled it. Is it? Yeah, <laughs> I presume they've sampled a rapper that said it. Called cool okay, Keith. Uh, but can we speak about terrorism, please? I mean, that's a segue, isn't it? <laughs> cool Keith to terrorism. Here we go. Not that there's any connection. Would you I not argue that the prodigy are terrorists in no, in a way? No. In a way, now musical terrorists. Firestarter, this top Oh fires. yeah, arson. Well, that's yeah, right. That's up, terrorism. But isn't you it? love that song. It's right up your street, isn't it? Yeah. Or the fire. I enjoy burn. fire. Um. So there's been a bomb this week. Last week. Last week. Well, in the last seven days. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Now, what are your thoughts on the bomb? I'm not a fan, really. Don't like the bomb. Don't like the bomb, no. <laughs> right. Don't like the bomb. Any bomb? I, here's some things that I have got an issue with this week that I saw okay. on social media yeah. and on the news itself. It's, and I just want to know what your thoughts are. First thing was, is that I saw, um, and in a couple of places, people making jokes about people that had been injured in it. Oh, really? Yeah. There was one where someone had had said something along the lines of, oh, when this man left for work this morning, he had no idea that he would come home with his hair singed or something. It was a picture of somebody that had been there oh, who okay. got burnt on there, right? Yeah. And people sort of liking it and laughing about it. Was he Which, saying it about himself, sorry? No, 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 oh, okay. about someone else. But oh. I, I, uh, I, I kind of, I just couldn't quite, I couldn't quite get it as a, as a I couldn't quite get on board with that. Do, mm, I, I've, no. I've got no issue with people taking the piss of uh, on, on an overall scale about stuff or being a bit naughty or whatever, but that's an, that's a person who I presume that day wasn't finding bombs very funny. No, I'm sure. Right? Yeah. So in, th- in a week's time, you, maybe that would be all right. Or even, you know, it's that thing of time versus whatever is equals comedy. And mm. it's so I, I wasn't sure about that. And, I, and I, it was from people who, and people who I've seen in the past be very vocal about other people doing that sort of stuff about other issues and, mm-hmm. and, I, and I found it a really uncomfortable thing to juggle to go oh so you're fine with that but if we take the piss out of this then you're up in arms and well, yeah. th- that sort of thing but people always use the phrase are they too soon that's too soon to do that I don't yeah know yeah but, but again, again I'm not sure I, I'm not sure that I even agree with that right I, I just there was just something about the gleefulness with it and the hypocrisy of doing that or, or with, with people who previously I've seen get very angry about 
those sort of situations because it's involved um, somebody from their team or mm. you, you know that that sort of thing. So so that pissed me off. The second thing is as well, and more importantly, I think in regards to this is uh, the terror threat level. Yes, being being raised. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what is it today? Do we know what it is right it's now? It's gone down. To, it's got. I saw I had a, a news alert thing, so I think it's gone down to severe. Okay. So I'm gonna, have you thought about this at any great length? No. I'm going to ask you. I'll, I'll just ask you oh straight then. God. No, well, no, it's not, not a test. Tonight. No, it's no, not no, a test. I'm sweating. I'm, getting I'm just asking you oh what you God. think of someone who hasn't really thought about okay. it. Okay. Why do they announce the terror threat level? What's the reason for that? Um, I guess to make people more vigilant, more alert, which you would be anyway if you've, if there's been a bomb. Okay. So I suppose it's to make people aware of just you know. But are you? Is it not tacit that you're vigilant and alert yeah, anyway? I think it is, but maybe for some people, bomb or no bomb, like yeah, on, yeah. on the tube that you you would and should be that anyway. Yeah. Okay. So there's that, um, and it was raised after the bomb, mm-hmm. right? That's so what. It's, so it's happened. Yeah, after yeah, yeah. The things happened, so I've yeah. got. So what that tells us is, yeah. is the terror threat level that mm-hmm. was announced was incorrect. Right. Okay. But before the bomb. Yeah, so, it must have been. Yeah. Because if it's raised after a bomb. It must have been incorrect before the bomb. Yeah. So how do you even take it as factual information anyway if they've already proven that they've given the wrong information out mm. because there was a bomb when there wasn't meant to be a bomb? Yes, that's true. But, what, but, how is but then it? after the bomb, they put it up again. Well, they put it up again, but then now they put it down again slightly to severe. I so think it's, it's still... absolute. I think the whole thing is absolute bollocks. I think it's absolute. It's, it's a lie on such a huge scale. And it's to make people compliant. I, I really think that. To I, do what? To make them, you can do anything with a scared population. Anything at all you can do with a scared population. So if you get people terrified, you're far more likely to be able to wave your flag about immigration. You're far more likely to do, you know, all those sort Mm. of horrible things that have crept in and become bizarrely socially acceptable in certain quarters. It enables that sort of behaviour. It incites that sort of behaviour as well. You know, it certainly incites people who are borderline with that, yeah. tips them over into anger, certainly. Oh, and you think if they do something like that, then their defence is, well, I've got to be on high alert because there was a bomb, so that's why I did this. Th- there is no reason uh, at all yeah. for the public to be told the terror threat level. There is not one reason, not one good reason for it at all. All it does is make the public have a, a, an altered perception on the world. That, mm. That's all it does. So what you'd have to conclude from that is that the government, or whoever's in charge of that, the MOD, whoever, whoever it is puts, puts that out, is deliberately altering the mood of the nation mm. via terror threat levels for whatever reason. But I can't find a good reason for it. And you, you, like we say, you can say, let's say you're more vigilant, say you're more this, 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 that, but, but you're that anyway. Yeah. You're already that. No, that's true. I, I agree. And I think that people should just be aware. I am, I know. I'm not overly aware that I'm staring at people or on, on the tube and scanning everybody. You mean black people? I didn't mean black that's people. That's what you're I saying I mean by people that. in general, really. You mean like Muslim people, don't you? No, I don't mean Muslim people. <laughs> I don't mean Jewish people. I don't mean people particularly. I don't mean all people. Really. I just have a look at all of them. It's... um. Well, but that's a very... Again, but they, all these things feed into it. So, so you've got people that might be sort of without uh, brazen prejudice. Mm. So people that wouldn't consider themselves to be uh, racially minded at all, who suddenly discover they are because you're kind of Darren Browning the nation mm. with, with this terror threat shit and all that. So, so you've got people who on the tube probably wouldn't be moving into a carriage next to the one with the brown boy with a bag. You know what I mean? It's like, mm. suddenly you've got all those sort of things coming into play. And I think it's just a hugely dangerous and, and, and on a bigger bigger level, hugely suspect thing that they announced the terror threat level. I think it's really suspect. I can't work out the motivations for it. And the only motivations I've concluded are all horrible ones. 
Yeah, I don't move for that reason on the trains, but I, oh, I tell you what... No, 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 I'm, I'm not saying that any, anyone should. I'm not saying no. that, I'm saying that suddenly it might rise that in you Yeah. because you're having this outside influence. You, you know, you, we, we know that there's radio people who do that, who incite yeah, that yeah. sort of behaviour, and we know that there's, yeah. you know, uh, pundits on TV shows who incite that sort of behaviour, and politicians, for that matter, you know, on the right of politics who incite that, generally yeah. speaking, on the right of it, but there are some left as well. Um... So they're all external influences that suddenly make people into something that they weren't. Suddenly make people into this kind of terrified, confused bigot. Right. You know, and that, well, you know, and I, that's not... You've got to be responsible for your own actions, obviously, your own, yeah, what, what you do, but... And if you feel like there you're something... I don't know, if something... If you feel that scared, it's like, then do move. I only move for people that play musical instruments on tubes. <laughs> I, oh, my God, I know you move, When you say you move for them, do you mean you dance along? No, I mean, I get the hell off that tube, I'll dear, be late. So, but I, I don't know why I didn't text you this the other day, because... Um, <laughs> I bet whatever you tell me now will be the reason you didn't... T- I'll go, well, yeah, you're right, you shouldn't have texted me that. Because... <laughs> I could not believe this. I don't think it's okay to have this happening on the tube at all. But there was a man playing a wobble board on the tube the other day. Right. I swear, it wasn't like the, the Rolf Harris board. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rolf that, Harris is used one. I don't think he has Monopoly on it, though, does he? What else do you think of when you see it? Is it a wobble board? Is that what it's called? A wobble board. Is that what it's called? Possibly, I don't know. I know, oh, I know what you from. mean. The big yeah. sheet that you I mean, wobble. I was yeah. just like... Oh, hell no, I'm getting off this tube. It's very annoying, it's very loud. And then I just started thinking about Rolf Harris on the tube, and I don't want that in the that, morning. Yeah, that's what I'm... That's all I was talking about with my serious point is that uh, <laughs> is how you know a- how things can influence you no. and how uh, no. I talk about how people you know people could then react to races or could react yeah. to you know yeah, yeah. just a general other you know human beings yeah. of whatever race. Or Rolf Harris. Um, and then you brought it to that you saw a wobble board and you thought of Rolf Harris yeah, and, and not, you're you're outraged about that. It's very annoying because it didn't set me up well for the day. I'll be honest. No, no. I haven't thought about it. Is Rolf Harris something that upsets you on that level, though? Does it upset you in the same way that terrorism does? I did. I never liked his paintings. Oh, did you not? Oh, no. right. So you're critiquing his artwork as well now. I was I'm just never really a fan of him. To but be you honest. could see that he was a competent artist, right? And that he was decent at doing it. He just draws pictures of his face, doesn't he? I don't think that was all he ever did, but oh, okay. but I, I I know what you mean with the Rolf Aru, his, his head on a kangaroo. I was never. I don't. All these kids TV presenters. I was never. I don't know. I don't think I really liked kids TV. What other what other kids TV presenters did you hate? Just get on my nerves. Um, <laughs> and we're not saying by you know by oh, addition that these are all pedophiles. No, no, but some of them might be. Throw, I mean, obviously not Dave Benson Phillips when he came in here. No, he was lovely. I liked him. Yeah. I don't know why I pointed to the chair like the ghost. Yeah. The ghost of Benson yeah, Phillips. That's where he was, in isn't it? Chair. Just sat in that chair there, <laughs> wasn't he? I do. <laughs> Uh, no, I like Tony Hart. He seems alright. Tony Hart, yeah. Tony Hart. Tony Hart. Yeah, yeah. He seemed alright. Tony right. Hart for sure. That's uh, fine. That Buchanan. Why did he seem alright? Oh, that bloody spit the dog. I would, I would, oh. What? Spit the dog. I didn't like. Spit the dog. Yeah. I don't think he was a presenter. Now. He did, didn't he? Present some shows. Spit the dog presented show. All he could do was spit. He didn't even talk. <laughs> Well, I mean, he was in the hand of a presenter. Carol G's. Yeah, that's it. He was, but he's been on the show. Oh, yeah, he was nice, actually. He was perfectly lovely. Oh, I don't know what I'm talking about now, then. <laughs> and I, I never got into Treasure you just, Hunt. You just slagged off one of the... Treasure Hunt wasn't a kid's never. show. Well, I used to watch it. With Annika Rice? Yeah. No, I'm not saying kids are banned from watching it, but it wasn't uh, marketed on CBBC or anything, there was it? some other ones. All the kids' channels. So you slagged off. I haven't slagged them off. You slagged off uh, Bob Calgis, former guest of the show, who was no, really I, lovely. I did not say him, I said spit the dog. The kind of part and parcel of the same thing. Bloody um, sweet. You've slagged off Neil Buchanan, he's dead now. No, he's not dead. You've he's slagged not off. Dead. Who was the other one you're getting to now? Annika no, Rice, I don't know why, I don't know where that <laughs> no, came she, from. I'm not saying her, I'm just saying the show got on my nerves. And but you don't watch it then. So it's not, but it's not a kids' show. We, I was asking you to name me kids' TV presenters. Thus far, you've said a mute dog, Neil Buchanan, who's dead now. And you said Dave, Dave Benson Phillips is all right. Yeah. 
I don't know. I think it's something to do with puppets because that dusty bin was uh, made me angry. Dusty as bin well. wasn't a puppet. <laughs> what was he? <laughs> like an animatronic sort of motif for a show, but it yeah. wasn't. It didn't have a character or anything. Didn't talk. That's stupid. That's Ted Rogers. That's so, it. so it's the so the man you had an issue with. Maybe again another one who's now dead. Oh God. Um, right. Well, but hacker. We had hacker on the show. Do you hate hacker? I don't. I don't want to use the word hate, but I've had nightmares about that. So about hacker. Why? Just wouldn't. Just wouldn't. Just leave me alone, would he? Maybe he wouldn't leave you alone. Oh, just, nah, just I think he suspected that you didn't like him. Yeah, so well, I think he suspected because you told him. Some so, people, no. when they get that, find it amusing then to toy with that. And I think Hacker... Oh. I mean, Hacker's not known for his calmness, is he? Oh, he's, he's, he's kind of Yeah, he's, well, that's, kind, that's kind of the joke of Hacker, isn't yeah, it? It's very full on. Anyway, so on the tube, yeah. So anyway, this terror alert. Yeah, that was the end of it. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, what okay. I thought. I, just, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what your thoughts were on it. Mm. Um, but I, I'm... I'll listen if somebody can tell me okay. what, what the reason is well, to give out the terror, if you know, the terror threat. Oh three three oh two two three oh two hundred. <laughs> I wasn't starting Call a phone in. in. <laughs> That's not what I was let's doing. Talk about the but you're being not. I'll happily will though. If, okay. if you know, if you're listening to this and you know, yeah, and you can tell. But I can't find the reason, and I won't even necessarily even argue it with you if you know for definite. Mm-hmm. If you can give me a, a cast iron argument for it, then I'll I'll concede. But I can't. For the life of me, See. understand why the general public are told we're at high terror alert, mm-hmm. critical media. Well, the, and all these words mean nothing. They don't mean anything at all. The word terror doesn't fucking mean anything. It's the wrong. Mm. That's the wrong word for what it actually is, anyway. Well, okay. Terror's an emotion. It's not a thing. Yeah, that's true. So it's all. I'm, I'm very suspect of all them things. I'm very suspicious of all how things are worded and how they're put out because if you don't if you read it and listen to it you'd be like what well, i don't know what any of this is i don't yeah. know what i'm meant to feel and idiots will feel the wrong things about it yeah absolutely but in other news they are um, idiots joe at robot walrus has said obviously he'd put his penis in hot butter popcorn so that's you know that's the breaking news on this show right now and i think is that even a thing hot, hot butter popcorn? Butter. I, if there is i'd try that, that in the uk delicious. is that a thing i've never seen that at the cinema mm, give that a go Okay, uh, what's John uh, Beck saying? John Beck saying, whoa, so I've had a dream about uh, Boldsworth 73 doing burlesque <laughs> and I put my knob in popcorn for Ian. Well, he's put question marks, so maybe he wouldn't. He's saying, and, I, and I'd put my knob in popcorn for Ian. I'll tell you what I hate. See that he's put a K on knob. You don't like that? I hate that. Oh, I've done that. Oh, you, you I think like it's the... N-O-B. Is it I once though? had a really long argument with Sue Pollard about that, quite genuinely. Oh, okay. Quite genuinely. Well, I would like, like to know why, why we... That was it. We were doing a radio show in... together and she was saying it was K-N-O-B and I was saying, no, it's N-O-B. It, are you sure? Penis. Yeah, we've done about penis, yeah. Oh, okay. Because it, it's a... Because you go, no, knob, K-N-O-B, if it's a knob of a door. It's like, but that's not what we're on about. We're on about a knob, a knob. as in a penis, so Why is it N-O-B? called a knob in the first place, the penis? Where's that come from? I don't know, mate. Come on, Mine doesn't look anything like a knob, mate. All right, well, and also... And it's like a draft excluder. <laughs> Gareth uh, Bundy. <laughs> from Barbie House. He uh, says he's down my mum and dad's for dinner. So, dinner? What? Dinner? Do you mean lunch? Well, dinner, that's... It's lunch, yeah? No, dinner's dinner time. In the daytime, is it? Dinner's not oh, okay. That's not going uh, to this missing... northern southern argument. All right, down my mum. You have your dinner, dinner at twelve o'clock midday. You have your tea at night. At four. Yeah. Your tea at four. Well, your tea at whenever four right. or six, whatever. That's your tea, is it? That's your tea. What you would call dinner? Dinner. What do you, when? What do you call breakfast? Breakfast. Oh, okay. Well, that's so weird. <laughs> Relatively uh, quite anyway, forward. so he's missing the show for the first time in weeks. He says he'll catch up tonight. Okay. So that's good. What's the deal um, with? Gareth Bundy. <laughs> what do you mean? With Gareth Bundy missing this show because he's feeding his fucking face. Th- th- this has happened now too. It was Gareth Bundy before, wasn't it? Yeah, it was in a restaurant. He went out for lunch, dinner, lunch, tea, birthday or something. Um, yeah, he, and he missed it, but he told us that he was eating again. But he knows so. what time this show's on. Yeah, so, so why can't he arrange? For example, do I halfway through this show go, anyway, got to have my dinner now, no. sorry, and put a song on? I think he should have a midday dinner 
or he should have a four four p.m. like early tea or whatever you want to call it. But between two and four, he shouldn't be eating. He should arrange his life around this. Absolutely, he shouldn't be eating around that. Do you know what I hope happens? Oh no, not please don't. I don't want to hear him being on fire again. I don't know how old Gareth's parents are. No, no. I've got no idea how old they are. Right? Okay. Yeah. But I hope that they're old enough and sort of doddery enough. Yeah. That when his mum brings you the dinner, which is going to be kebab skewers. Oh God. (laughs) Right. What I hope is mm-hmm. that his mum falls over with the kebab skewers, right? Yeah. And one of them goes in, mm-hmm. right, to his dad's. And this no, is, no, no, listen, already. listen, no. listen. To the soft bit behind his dad's ear. You know that soft bit underneath your earlobe? Not really. It's what your earlobe's supposed to be protecting. Oh, yeah. Soft yeah, bit yeah. there. I can't believe that you've only just discovered that's I on your body. Yeah, well. I hope it goes in that, right? Not far enough to do any real damage. I don't just know. maybe like that's, half an inch. No, just half an inch, but there's okay. a big. But what there is, is there's a big scream. That's what we're, that's what we're getting I don't that. Want that to So Gareth's dad does. Is that, ah! Oh, Marjorie, what have you done, right? I don't know if that's Marge the name. probably is. Um, and she's like, oh my God, what have I done? And she pulls out the. the um, Kebab skewer, right? Yeah. One bit of meat has been left inside his dad's head. That's something that he's going to have to. He's going to he's gonna have to deal with that later on. It can't be in his head. I'm so just telling you what I hope happens. Right, but I don't understand how the meat's gone in his head. This is how I hope it happens. Because it went in his ear. This is how I hope it oh, happens. Okay. It went in his ear hole. It went in his so soft bit behind. He's got some chicken stuck in his it's ear. It's got full weight of his mum on it. She's fallen over and rammed a skewer in the soft bit behind his dad's ear, right? Oh, now, Christ. obviously, at this point, I would hope Gareth would get up to help. Probably not. He's probably eating. Yeah, he's probably too. Yeah, probably like. Oh, I'd love to help out in an emergency, but unfortunately, I've got my dinner booked yeah, in this. Yeah, do that. Go eat now. I'm going to now suck it out my dad's soft <laughs> bit of his ear. Right. Let's presume that Gareth gets up to help. Right. So Gareth mm-hmm. gets up to help. At that point, because the, the dad screamed, the mum has then recoiled. She's recoiled yeah, fast. She's, she's, she's still got she's the spear in her hand. Oh dear. Right, and as she recoils, her hand goes over like the top of her shoulder, yeah. which is where Gareth is to help. Right? Oh no, it's gonna. And it goes. In, I see where it goes. Though. It goes right into his pupil. Oh. Not not the colour bit, not oh. the white of the eye, that none of that. It goes right into the oh, pupil. No, no. Right, like sharp in the pupil straight away. Right. So Gareth, oh, I would presume at this point, screams. His scream then makes his na- his mum react again. Well, of course. She's right, she, she reacts again. So she spins round. As she spins round, okay, Yeah. She, she a bum hits the chair that the dad's on, yeah. and the dad's chair tips over, there's already blood gush- gushing out from behind his soft boobs here, yeah. into the coffee table, which is glass-topped. Oh, no. The dad falls into the coffee table, which is glass-topped. The right. dad's fallen for face first. Face oh, first into God. the coffee table. There's, there's glass ears, topped, right? I'm not going to tell you the specifics of what happens, right. but when he gets up, he looks like the back of a stegosaurus, but all over his face, right? It's all yeah. jagged bits of glass. He's still got the chicken there in the ear, yeah? Yeah, chicken's still, still in the there. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. jagged bit, bits of glass yeah. all over his face. Yeah. And he's like, oh, and Gareth's screaming because he's lost one eye. He's lo- your eye is lost, by the way. Is the kebab stick still in the eye? No, that's because it's come out. Oh, it's out. I'm going to need that later. You shouldn't pull it out, I don't think. No, it's not. It's not his control. His mum's oh, done she's, it. She's yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Scarra's spurting blood out with people's eye. His dad's covered in stegosaurus scales that are all glass, like that, right? Oh. Now, his dad at this point is in a state of utter panic, right? Course, As you'd explain. He, he accidentally punches his mum. Now, that's not, he doesn't do it no, no. deliberately. He's not, he's not, no, no, it's just in, he, in the movement. Right, okay. No, in the movement, he's like flailing about, punches his mum, knocks her out, right? She's wow, out of the equation. Oh so, so, so Gareth's mum, this is all, by the way, She's because. done a lot of damage. This is all because, this is all because, in case anyone thinks I'm being cruel or no, weird, because Gareth missed this show yeah, today. It's gone absolutely. Yeah, food. Don't worry about his feelings. He's no, not no, fucking no, listening no. anyway. In a way, he's brought it on himself. Totally has. So, so his mum's unconscious. She's out of the equation, right? Straight away. But we do still have the skewer that's still knocking about at this point his dad is like flailing about gareth's half blind so he can't see what's going on so gareth and his dad 
essentially bang into they each collide. other. Yeah. Oh, now, do you remember stickle bricks? Yeah, yes, I do. That's essentially what's going to oh, happen they're here. They're caught together now. They're going to get Gareth and his dad are going to get stuck together oh. by the glass that's sticking out, right? Oh. <laughs> Gareth's dad's face oh. and body as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. they're 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 stuck together. Yeah. Okay. Now you said something very interesting before, which is when you get a puncture wound that's sharp, don't take, don't pull it out. You shouldn't do that. Don't pull it out. Whatever you do. So Gareth's mum's starting to come round. Yeah. Right? She's like, what? I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's actually happened. She leans over at one point and this kebab that's still on the floor goes right through it. It goes through one cheek, through her mouth, oh, and out God, the other cheek. That's horrible. Right? So that's what she. And she's thinking, don't knock it out. Don't knock it out. Don't knock it out. Right? Shouldn't. So oh, you've got Gareth and his dad sit together by glass. You've got his mum with. A, she's now a human she's a kebab, she's essentially. A kebab. Right? So she, she goes, I better ring an ambulance. She so she gets on the phone. Hello? And they go, hello? And they go, Angyung. And they yeah. go, what, sorry? Angyung. Yeah. And they're like, we don't know what you're saying. Well, no, we can't hear what you're saying. Can you speak clearly, please? Angyung. Angyung. And they're like, sounds kind of like ambulance, but I don't know. Angyung. I don't think it's a prank call at this point. Yeah, totally. Oh, so they hang up. Oh, right? No. And she's like, well, they're hung up. So what happens then is until everything's calmed down. Yeah. They can't, they're just locked in that position. Oh, no. So Gareth stuck to his dad yeah. by glass, like a glass stickle brick. You can't pull that out. Then that will can't pull everywhere. that out. Yeah. Can't pull out the kebab skewer yeah. through his mum's mouth oh, because that will cause bleeding as well. So that, that's, what, that's where they're at. Now, when I tell you all that, Gareth, and when I tell you that I wish, you, I wish all that on you, do you not think you'd have been better off just listening to this show? Mm. <laughs> Double play original. Radio. Welcome back. I've set the internet on fire, and now with more materialism comments. All fire with it's you, all isn't kicking it? off now, isn't all it? On the Twitter, yeah. Bit of a scandal. Probably have me on news night. I wouldn't. I shouldn't wonder. Okay, Bojo Joe. That one there, Roland Rat, always Roland. Uh, I think it means about characters that are not very nice. Oh, I'd let that go. But I'd let that phone and go. All right, Roland Rat, always Roland. Paul Clark. Uh, Joe <laughs> says, I always thought it was because when it's low, it gives a sense of relief, and when it's high, it looks like they're doing something. Doesn't make sense. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, thank you for your comment. That doesn't make any sense at all. I always thought it was because when low it gives a sense. How can a serious terror um, level yeah. give a sense of relief? Well, because people think, oh, nothing to worry about here. It's slow. But that's but that, isn't that wrong? That, yeah. that then makes, stops people being vigilant. And yeah. as we've established now, the terror threat level before the terror attack that happened the other day was the wrong level because the terror attack happened. happened. Right, okay. So if they're saying it's low, that would make me more suspicious. I'd be like, yeah. they, they always get this wrong. Okay. Like weather people, so, wouldn't what, it? What, and when it's high, it looks like they're doing something. What so, are they doing? They're just telling you, oh, there might be a bomb. Well, what do you what, think? What are you meant to do with that do information? You think it should just always be high then, or just we should just never. I think it's tacit in the world we live is, in today that a bomb. Can go yeah, off yeah. anywhere at any at point. Any point. Yeah, so when you're out in public and on the tube and all that sort of thing, you just need to be vi- you just need to be vigilant. So you do. should be vigilant anyway. Put your fucking phone in your pocket because someone will just have that off you straight away. They'll go pat on a bike and have it. Stop fucking a bike just, on the tube. What? Put your head up, look with your eyes, and see what's happening in the world around you. Because you might walk onto a fucking track. Just can we just have it as tacit to just look where you're fucking going? And I promise you, you will see if there's a bomb. 
Okay, that was what Anyway, that welcome was to the show. We've got a guest Whoa, called now. Okay. Uh, we're joined now. It's very Jeremy Carl. By know, Henry Naylor. Hello, how are we folks? No, but I'm, not, I'm, I'm not being like, I'm not being gauntish, am I, with that? I mean, that's that's, no, no, that's, that's right, isn't it? No, well, is that not right? No, you're right, I liked it. Let's have some more of this random common fucking corner. sense, isn't it? Yes, yeah, yeah, it is. I think so. God's sake, you need to be told. Be, care- be careful when you leave the house, dangerous things out there. I know. Fucking morons. <laughs> anyway, Henry. <laughs> Here you go way back here. I know, right? Do you know what? We had an awful moment. Just as you were coming through, I, I saw you through the window and I waved, but I'm not sure if you saw me or not. Um, and well, I just leant up to Nat and went, wouldn't it be awful if he's completely forgotten? You could have come in and said, hi, I'm, I'm Henry. Nice to meet you. Oh, Imagine God. that. That would have been... Because we've already said on air that you've known each other yeah. for 15 years. I've already years. said oh, yeah, it. I'm no, 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 it's 15 years since I've right, seen okay. him. At least 15 years. I'll, I'll, I'll been... keep seeing you in Edinburgh, though. Well, I see your posters everywhere in Edinburgh. You, you that, no, I'm not there for that, mate. I'm not. I'm not. Well, I've not been for three years. Oh, you've three had some years. posters in Edinburgh this year, then maybe. Oh yeah, no, I pay for them. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally all I can afford there now. Talking of which, there was a very famous one, wasn't it? That Tim Vine did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's an enormous poster, yeah. which was which was like the size of a huge billboard, and it said, "Tim Vine yeah, is not it's appearing, not appearing. This year. It was amazing. Oh, okay. And wasn't it? And didn't that properly tap people's imagination? That as well. It's one of the best. It I think Tim says it's the best two grand he's ever spent in the because <laughs> it, it was like. No, it was a it was a real comment on at what Edinburgh is. Yeah, you know, and then that that sort of thing takes it over. It was a huge uh, sort of comment of, of of keeping him in people's minds, even though he wasn't doing a show there that year. Yeah, and it was just very very fun. It was huge with Tim just giving it full on Tim Vine <laughs> on a huge billboard down where the old Gilded Balloon used right. to be before it burnt down. It was just there, yeah. and uh, and it was the major talking point of that fringe. He, he, was, he wasn't fantastic. even there. I know exactly. Yeah. He, for two thousand quid, what an investment! Isn't it? Isn't it amazing? Like, you know, we all lose mm. about twenty grand when we go up there normally. It's uh, how long since you've been to Edinburgh? About six weeks. Yeah. Yeah. What did you do? That? Yeah. What did you, did you do? This, I, I'm out of the loop with this, Edinburgh. Well, oh, this show. Yeah. No, I, I meant, I meant as as you, like as a, doing sort of. Do you know? I've kind of stopped doing comedy. Yeah, as yeah. you as you saw many years yeah. ago. It wasn't before, eh? Um, <laughs> I, I massively disagree with that. No, but yeah. that's, Actually, that's very. Sweet what do you about. mean by that? Well, uh, well, it's it's kind of I kind of got the yips actually. I started writing. I started directing. I don't direct directing. What, does the, what does the yips? What does yips mean? I did. I directed a show called Headcases, which is an animation did you? show. Did you? And it did all right. It's kind of um, uh, it got you know it got good rating. But do you remember when ITV nearly went bust? Yeah. Do you remember no, that? No. When was that? Oh, do you remember when the financial crash came on? It was, was it digital, uh, ITV digital? Yeah. It that was, one then. Yeah, yeah. It was, I think the shares went down to about twelve p or something okay. like that. And it's so that when they went, we've only got twelve p. Let's get Henry. Out. <laughs> <laughs> He'll do it for twelve p. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would have, you know, yeah, complete yeah, TV yeah. whore. Um, uh, but um, no, uh, so uh, and it was an animation show, I was, and of course, animation. You, although it was cheap animation, yeah, 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 it was still expensive, you know. But and, it was a reimagined spit and image, essentially, wasn't yeah, it? it was. Yeah, it did all right. It's sort of like, but then you know, it got cancelled as a result of that, and so I started writing plays after. I, 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 about two or three years off the circuit. It's like a muscle, isn't it? You've got to keep going back and stepping out in front of a group, um, a group of people and making an idiot of yourself. And uh, poss- I think it possibly is. Like it's, cause I've stopped, really. But I've... Um <laughs> So we just had a moment there. <laughs> what, what was that? That was moving the mic closer to Henry. Do you know what? I so think, I think the issue him. is the level. I don't think it's actually where the mic no, is. No, it also is. It was a bit far away, but right. it's closer now, so it's fine. We were the north on the circuit, though, you and me, weren't we? Yeah, yeah we absolutely were, yeah. But but when I, I... I packed in properly maybe 12, 18 months ago, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And I do now... I now do 20 gigs a year, tops. So it's tops. It can't be more than 20. for uh, Five per season. 
So right. I'll do five in winter, five in summer. Mm. Five, that's the, but that's the most I'll do. And I've so I did one last week or the week before, maybe it was. And I was it's the first time ever I've been nervous. Like because oh, I was like, really? oh, I've not done a gig for like three or four months, and I, but I felt nervous. Mm. But mm. Uh, once you're back doing it, it's it's. We can just do it. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, and also, actually, you're keeping your hand in doing this, isn't it? Because, you know, you've got to be shut up doing this. Oh, yeah, totally. No, I'm doing comedy stuff. I've just got no interest whatsoever in doing stand up at all. I think it's, you know, I think it's. uh, I'm I'm kind of elated, really, when I hear about someone who's gone, I'm going to go and do writing. I'm going to go and do, you know. Do you think that's an age thing? Do you think? Because I'm now going. I'm going to write some serious things. I'm going to write Ooh, some. Oh, hey, that's what I do now. Yeah, yeah, that, mm-hmm. that's what I mean. So that's what hey, I mean. Come and join so, me. Well, right? that, is, is that maturity or is that um, a rebellion I've, against what you were doing before? Well, I don't. I mean, I find you know doing the comedy circuit. It, it can be very. Um, it's a young man's game. I tell you what, I yeah. hit fifty, and I suddenly thought, bloody hell, uh, I'm uh, I'm a bit too old for this. Uh, he was driving up to Liverpool to do a twenty minute gig, that, and then driving all yeah. the way back. And so I, so the just... comedy isn't a young man's game. The lifestyle probably is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But, but actually, I, I, have a, I have a bit of an issue when people say it's a young man's game. Like Edinburgh's a young man's place. It's like. Well, no, no, the actual work isn't. Yes. But the actual hours are. Yeah. Mm. Or, or young, whoever's game. But is yeah. that if that's a set? Because when you, do, as opposed to your own show, because I remember speaking to you the, when the last Edinburgh that you did, and you said to me, I'm so in love with my show. It's, it's brilliant. You, you did that I'm not sure me. I used the phrase, I'm in love with my you show. Did. You, I swear <laughs> to you, you that did. doesn't sound like me. I know, because I was surprised. You're like, yeah, and you were like, you said, I have to cut it out to take it down to an hour. And, then yeah, you, just, yeah. and you were really enthusiastic. And Are you sure I didn't say I love my show? I don't think I would have said I'm in love with my show. Well, you probably said I love my show. <laughs> you know, like, I, want a da- I want to date my show. I don't think you said that. I, I, I did like, love yeah, that show. Yeah, so I, I did love that show. But then since then, I'm like, you know what? On the last night, I'm going to I'm going to try and set my show out. <laughs> I'm going to try and get my show to come back home with me. <laughs> 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 I think you can. Um, no, I did. I did love my show. Yeah. I absolutely did. And then the tour, actually, I also loved as well because mm-hmm. it wasn't every night. It was so it was just like every three or four nights, mm-hmm. and that that's a more bearable way of doing it but I, I absolutely relate to that yeah. the idea of travel and all yeah. and, and you start thinking I'm not or oh, this is me anyway I start thinking I'm past the halfway point of life me I can't waste Ooh, time sat in these yeah. traffic jams I can't yeah. I'm losing time you know by, by the minute yeah. I, I, think, I think for me as well um, we're writing it, it's uh uh, it, it's it, it's not just a maturity thing. It, it's like I've gone through a, f- a few rites of passage in my life, a few mm. th- shit things have happened to me and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. And, and once you've had a few things like that going on in your life, you've got something to say. You got you got opinions you can voice, and you you, got, you know a bit more about the human condition. Whereas when I was yeah. in my twenties and thirties, I didn't know anything. Mm. Well, you know, I'm still not pretending I know loads now, but, but I certainly know more than I did. That that was an oft said thing, though, wasn't it? Like all the old masters of comedy, all like, like John Fisher would certainly would have said it, and Les Dawson would have said it, and you know Monkhouse probably would have said it, even though Monkhouse was a pre- predominantly a gag teller. But they would have. They, I, I'm sure. I remember. I'm pretty sure it was Les Dawson saying, "You can't even be a comic till you're forty. Like you haven't, you haven't, yeah. you just haven't got the, you've not got the ammo at all to be a comic until you're forty. You don't know enough about the world. You don't know enough about how the world works. So, you, so, uh, but what's happened in comedy, I think, is that the shift has now become where it's been, it's performing by performed by young people for young people. So yeah. it's there. So it's more of a direct correlation with that. But what that potentially does, particularly TV comedy, and I'm not the one to whine about, oh, there's no older people on telly, well, they can do whatever the fuck they want, it's all shit anyway. But uh, but the, the idea that um, uh, you, you have you, you need people speaking uh, to every generation. Yeah. And, and it shouldn't be that you're ruled out of enjoying comedy 
if you're over 25 or whatever, yeah. or a certain style of comedy. So I don't have a problem with people shoving on the skinny jeans and going doing stuff for kids, that's fine. Yeah. But get it into perspective of what that actually is. Yeah, we all pay the licence fee, and yeah, we yeah, should all yeah. be careful. And I think I felt very sad about when they cancelled Vic and Bob's show. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and that... And I kind Ditto of thought, Count Arthur Strong, though. I, think, I feel that about Count Arthur Strong, because they've cancelled Count Arthur Strong now. The, they've the, not. The, yeah, they have, the sitcom of oh, that, after that. three series. And, mm. and, and I think that, that was kind of universal, that yeah, show. You know, yeah. it did had some duff bits in it but anything universal will you know but it was universal it certainly was an all ages show yeah. did, um, did you ever see him live Count Arthur no it was the most extraordinary uh, thing he, wasn't it he, he, was, he, still, he still tours like I, I oh, we did loads of dates we, yeah, had, him on, went, we had him like on the show didn't we yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and he was doing about 50 dates yeah it's crazy and I saw his tour and maybe two months ago would it have been yeah. and he uh, it was like the Beatles it was like really? honestly and after it and that just Cues out the building to meet him and to chat with him. I do because I remember when I first saw him, he was like everybody saying, "Who is this guy?" And people would go and say, "Generationally, he's the yeah. same sort of thing as when we were all knocking about." Did you, did you have that thing when you, the first time I saw him? I sat there for half the show thinking, "This isn't funny at all." And then suddenly, I got the most hysterical giggles, and I just <laughs> could not stop, and, and, and I yeah. couldn't stop laughing for half an hour. And it just suddenly hit me. And, and I, there's a few acts like that. Johnny Vegas is a bit. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. You know, when I first saw him, I thought, "Were well, you not this? sure, really?" I wasn't sure straight away. No, I was kind of well, because basically all my mates are like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I'd say with with both Johnny and Steve, Count Count of Strong, mm. that I, I, they had me at the second they eventually got onto the stage. Right. Really? Yeah, yeah. On, like, particularly with Count Arthur, it was like, I heard his voice long before I saw him in terms of, he was, he was just backstage <laughs> going, is it on? Is it on? <laughs> I, I thought he was, a, like, down the Canal Cafe watching Count of Strong was the, the most I've laughed, I think. <laughs> It, it possibly is. Maybe that. Maybe Rick Mail. I saw Rick Mail do comedy once, and I remember. I remember being out of control with laughter. I remember it hurting. Really, I um, used to find that with Bottom. Actually, Bottom was a, yeah, one of yeah. the great amazing show. No one talks about yeah, it now. Amazing show. Um, you're, you're criminally underrated, really. Yeah. When you look at the writing of it, but I yeah, Count Arthur Strong. I saw the first time I saw him was in. Uh, what was that show called? I found a flyer for it the other day. Oh, in, was it in, in Edinburgh Egypt? with Terry Titter. Oh, he did one that Count Alpha Strong was... Yeah, that was Egypt. year three, oh, I was think, it? Of, of him being there. So yeah. they did him and Terry Titter. Do you know Terry? Terry Kilkelly. I don't know if I do. He's I will st- do. He's still in his shows now. He plays Malcolm. Right. He plays a little boy oh, in his right, shows right, now. Right, but right. He's, yeah. like, he's like 50 or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was him and Steve did a double act uh, of them two giving a lecture about acting. Yeah. And it was... I think I saw it four times that fringe in 99. Really? And then I think they did it again in 2000 and I went to see it again loads. It, just wow. in, um, amazing. Like, amazing stuff. It's one of the great privileges, isn't it, of doing the stand-up circuit, of seeing these I've legends seen before stuff. they become... And actually seeing them before the public get them. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. Like, that happened a lot with Harry Hill. People, audiences would just sit there going, what, what is this? And yeah. sometimes... Still do with Harry. You know what I mean? People, yeah, people that... Certainly people that are known from TV Burp. Right. Or but just, this was like whole audiences would just yeah. sit there. Well, Vegas, Vegas as well. Really? Ve- Ve- you know, he's, he's off quoted as saying that audiences that come see him do stand up and they just stare at him because and, 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 they know him from the monkey adverts. And, 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 and I remember Johnny saying, um, I, I genuinely think they think they're coming to see a puppet show. Oh my, wow. Because okay. of the monkey and all that sort of thing. Yeah. That, that was his. It's because what the reason we all love him is because they're all. Because yeah. they do yeah. that mental stuff, you know, yeah. that Vegas is yeah. on tables and all the rest of it, and Arthur will just stand there yeah. and maybe maybe not say anything for an hour. <laughs> There's a chance he'll just mumble to himself for an hour and go, all right, that's your lot. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so I, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm delighted to see you, and I'm delighted that you're doing stuff like that. But I, but I will say for the record, I thought you were ace as a stand-up. Oh, thank you. No, I really oh, did, and you. and the stuff you and Andy did together as well, because you, you went to double up with Andy Parsons. Oh, yeah, no, you know that sort of stuff as well. I, I really enjoyed, but as a stand-up, particularly, I, I was always oh, very fond of you. Oh, thank you. Nice. Oh, God. I gave up too early, did I? Am I the only person that's ever said that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would put that on my posters. Has that never happened before? <laughs> well, no, I think you were rated. Was it really? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 I do. I didn't. It was one of those... I tell you, yeah, my, my partner's a stand-up. She's yeah. called Sarah Kendall. Yeah, She's yeah, an Australian yeah, comedian. Yeah. I wasn't going to bring up really Sarah, because it's so long since I've seen you, and I thought, well... No, I just in case. I, no. I don't know if they're still together or not, but no, yeah, no, you're a golden couple of showbiz then now, right? Look at you. You two. No, you How long have you been together? About... Nearly twenty years. Fucking now. mental. But yeah, but she's she's. I, I mean, she was taught me that. Uh, do you know when I used to write jokes, I used to find that one in five were funny. Right. Uh, and um, I, you know, and that's not a bad hit rate. No, actually. no, no. Uh, I, and you know, because I when Andy and I used to do um, this show called Parsons and Nailers Pull Out Sections uh, for Radio Two, and it was like a gateway show for new writers. And so new writers would send send you jokes and stuff, and sometimes you go through pages before you find. One joke, and so like the hit rate for sort of non-commissioned stuff was about one in twenty jokes as funny. Yeah. Me, it was about one in five, so I think I was doing pretty well there. With my missus, it's like one in two. She so, is phenomenal. So that's what the issue is, isn't it? Well, I wasn't the funniest person in my own. That's what the issue. Is. <laughs> so that's why. Yeah. Now, now this is all becoming yeah. far clearer. So now that I'm saying to you, you were raised. You're like, where are we? Because you convinced yourself over the years, because you live with this comedy genius. This, you know, <laughs> everything she touches turns to gold. Because you're because you've got that right next to you all the time. You're like, well, I'm rubbish. But it's not just because you're comparing yourselves. But well, you're very I, different, you and Sarah. In but she of, she just thinks comedy. I mean, so like she, you know, she's just li- lives and breathes it. She's terrific, actually. And uh, you know, I, I you know, I was, I'm very proud of her. Actually, sort of seeing her doing her stuff on. Can stage. we bring this she's, down? Can we just for a second? Let's just bring this all down for oh. a second. Has she stopped you from doing comedy? <laughs> what should we go around and sort her out? Uh, is, that what she, is that what she's done? Is yeah. that what she, I, I know Sarah, and I like Sarah a lot. Oh, I see. But I, I can imagine that if you found out years later, yeah, you know, she knew, like she used to knock him about. <laughs> I'm like, really? And I go, do you know what? When you think about it, she's kind of fiery, and she kind of got that going on. Yeah, I can imagine it. Has she stopped you from doing comedy? Do you know, she uh, she is just a bit of a genius, I think. And it's so, like, nice. seeing how nice. good she is, I kind of thought, oh, I, I can't do it as well mm. as that. You know, and, and sort of like, and, you know, I, I, I don't know. I think sort of like, it, it was quite quite intriguing. Yeah, I think she's asserted herself where, and I think you should have both been asserting yourself at the time. What so I, I think what's happened is, is I think you've gone, no, no, you're right. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, Miss Kendall. Because that's what you've got to call her at home. <laughs> sorry, Miss Kendall. Sorry, I don't, I'm sorry. I, I won't do I, I, I'll pull that gig out. I, I won't do that gig. And she goes, yeah, too right. You pull that fucking gig out. But, and that's what's happened. Whereas it should have been, you should have gone, do you know what? You're brilliant. I'm brilliant. We should both just carry on doing this. But at the same time, coming back to what we're talking about, honestly, I think you should both just pack it. It's a stupid lifestyle like it, it really is and, and you know well I'm trying I'm trying to That's pack it I, well, I, I, it. Come I, I will come to it I'm not yeah. going to say bye Henry I'm, I, don't oh. know, I don't know why he came in here <laughs> I'm just loving this this is like just going down the pub with your mates yeah, totally. That's, That's, right. what, that's what we aim at here <laughs> um, so uh, Angel. Yes. Tell me about Angel, please. Angel is a show, it's about a Syrian sniper. It's a right. true story. <laughs> okay, uh, okay, that's uh, really nice. It's, um, there was this law student in the town of Kobani who, when ISIS attacked her hometown, mm. 
um, she gave up her law studies to take up, you know, to join the home defence and stuff like that. And she became this prolific sniper and she shot 100 members of, of ISIS and before getting caught and then maybe being killed herself. It's kind of like nobody quite knows. Okay. And it, it, it's an extraordinary story and a, and a great story for drama because it, it's... Um, you know, if somebody's shifting from the rule of law to the rule of the gun, it's a big character arc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, and also, I mean, part of the reason why I told this this story was um, I've got mates. Uh, have, you, have you got mates who are sort of like I've war correspondents? No, no, <laughs> war, no, no. <laughs> not that many. Uh, not that war many. correspondents? Have you no, got no, no, I don't. No, not yet. No, well, well, not yet. <laughs> I've been trying for a long I'll time. I tell you what. No, but honestly, <laughs> extraordinary. No, I'll tell you what. We talk about funny. That my the, the, he's introduced me to some of the funniest people I've ever met. And you know what? We do know someone. Who? We do know someone who works here. Oh, at the end of the corridor. It was kidnapped by ISIS. Yeah, we know someone that's been... The Taliban. Taliban. We know someone it? that's been kidnapped yeah. by the Taliban. So is... Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's the same and bloke. And well, maybe it's the same bloke. bloke. And there's a film made about him. Martin Freeman played him in a film. So. What's he called? Right. Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. I mean, that's not his name. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all we're allowed to tell you, Henry. How <laughs> <laughs> are you, whiskey mate? Not seeing you for 15 years, mate. I don't, I don't know where you're at in your life now. I can't, can't just be telling you all these classified names. <laughs> whiskey Tango Fox. that's his name, right? <laughs> okay. What is that chap's name? Sean. Yeah, Sean. Mm. Oh, no, is he bald-headed Sean? He's got grey hair, silver hair. Oh, OK. <laughs> oh, maybe, was it, do you used to work for Channel 4? Yes. Uh, did, he was like that big guy for a while, wasn't he? Uh, big guy. I think. Well, he was like their, their sort of main, this, main foreign correspondent. This know. right now is why Friends United should have never closed. Yeah. <laughs> this is, we'd, have been, we'd have the answers to all these then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so but but yes. yeah, this, I remember he, we interviewed him on this show yeah. about him being kidnapped by Taliban oh, or whoever God. it was, and he was it was a while as well, wasn't it? And they negotiated his release. Yeah, they, it was they actually well, negotiated with terrorism. The ransom yeah, was paid, was paid to for release him. him yeah. Yeah, so yeah. and and that I remember that chat with him being sort of like my head didn't feel like it was here. It, yeah. it, it felt like this isn't. Yeah. I can't relate to any. Of it. I don't know what any of this. I don't know what what this bloke here. Yeah, because you hear about it in the news and stuff. Yeah. So so I, I, I get what you're saying when you. Speak to someone who, who's been there firsthand. It's a and, but but they're really funny as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they've got a great sense because yeah. like they're facing life and death on a daily basis. You know, they've got all these coping mechanisms, and humour yeah. is one of them. Uh, and um, one of my best mates from uni uh, was a, I, one of my best mates from uni is a war photographer. And the reason I kind of lost touch with him, the reason I found out was he the was Christmas doing cards. This, well, no, no, no. no. <laughs> I was watching this report. Um, uh, it was when the war was on against uh, the Taliban out in um, Afghanistan. And uh, there was this correspondent called William Reeve just telling you about, you know, what was going on in Kabul at the time. Right. And, and he's like saying, right, I don't know if you can hear, outside the back window, <laughs> there's uh, some quite um, quite significant bombing going on. And uh, ooh, they're getting quite close, aren't they? That one was really close, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, my God. And then the next thing that happened was the entire wall of the studio blew up live on air. Fucking hell. And you can, you, can, you know, there's the clips on, on the video. And, and my mate ran in front of the camera going, Jesus Christ! Right. And I, and I didn't... I, and I, I'd lost touch with him. And, uh, so and you I, saw that? I saw oh, him running wow. in front... I thought, and I went to him going, Jesus Christ! Pointing at wow. my mate, thinking, what's he doing there? You know, and so I found him out. Were, were you watching it because you were thinking, do you know what, as Parsons and Naylor, we can mime along to this, actually, <laughs> at some point during the chat. <laughs> we did used to be. Wasn't that a great... Wasn't that a great neat reference? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You used the cricket one, didn't you? The cricket thing. It's only you and me you're getting I remember that. No, it's not... Do you know what? That's fine. But... Um, uh, so back to Angel. So okay. So so with that, so you got the opportunity got in touch with that. Got in touch with him and sort of like spoke about what was going on. And he'd also been kidnapped by the Taliban. And right. that was a kind of horrific story about that. 
But he, he introduced me to all, all the things that are going on out in the Middle East. And, and I was... Uh, Andy and I were writing a show for radio at the time. We were trying to write sort of topical jokes about, about the war in Afghanistan. Yeah. And obviously there's not a lot of jokes mm. to be going on in, in the war. Well, so depends, it depends how good you are, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, she, as I've said, I'm not good at it. My wife would have been brilliant. She would have nailed it. Yeah. She's on her third Edinburgh show, aren't <laughs> <I? laughs> um, But, yeah, so... so um, you know, I went out to Afghanistan to to sort of do some research for, okay. for, for, for some projects and stuff, and it, it literally changed my life. You know, yeah, sort yeah, yeah. Of, you know, going to to refugee camps and stuff, just so harrowing, just so harrowing, and and just sort of you, you know, I don't know, put all your third world problem, uh, first world problems into perspective, really. And and so um, you know, I've been fascinated by the subject ever since, and I've been sort of you know catching up things on the papers, and and, and it's such an involved and intricate. And difficult thing is the Middle East. Mm. That I think you need to have been following it for years. I mean, I've, I've effectively yeah, yeah, done yeah. 25 years of research on mm. it because that's, you, you know, I've been, I always read the stories connected there every day. And I, it's kind of, I imagine it's quite hard now for people to talk about it who, who are sort of young kids on the circuit because they go, they go, who know about get it? Here, mm. you know? Yeah. Do you, um, this question is going to sound facetious and I promise you it's not. I'm actually asking, I'm genuinely asking this question. Do you feel better now? Like, do you do you feel better than what you did before? Well, I think what I'm doing, I was uh, bizarrely. I think I was born to do this. Okay. If you see what I mean? Yeah. I find it very easy writing plays in a way that I, f I used to really struggle with stand up, okay. getting the jokes mm. out. I, it was a real slog. Whereas with this, you know, when I write Edinburgh shows, which are theatre plays, they tend to come in at three hours long, yeah. then I've got to edit them down. Yeah. Whereas when I was writing my comedy shows, it'd be 45 minutes long and I'd be scratching around trying to find the last 10 minutes. And so one clearly comes a lot more I think fluidly that, to I think, Yeah, but I think there's a moment as a comic where you, where you realise that you have, you've written too much. I think there's a moment, like, and in, I mean, in the, in the growth of your career, because I, I understand that idea of going, well, I've got to get this up to an hour. And I think eventually you just go, I've got to get this down to an hour. Yeah. Mm. And that's the moment where you're like, I've got this now because I've yeah. written two hours and I don't know what to cut. And... Um, but yeah, yeah I, I didn't. I, no clue at all that you had any difficulty with stand up. Well, no, I with, with, but no, with but it's, it's hard, isn't it? It's kind of like it's, it's kind of like a, a. It didn't come as naturally to me. I think. Okay. I think the sketch stuff did. Yeah, yeah, more yeah, yeah, than the yeah. stand-up because like uh, that was about dialogue and characters and people talking and, and the thing uh, you know it's the, there was theatrical stuff within that and I think I'm more at home with that whereas yeah. with uh, stand-up I never quite developed my own voice I don't think. I don't know, you know, if you were stood outside a comedy club and you were on stage, everyone would go, who's on? Oh, it's Henry. <laughs> 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 We'd definitely know it was you. Oh, bless you. Um, no, I ask you that because I'm, I'm struggling. I'm, I sort of hesitate to say this, but I'm struggling at the moment a little bit with that I feel like I might be looking down on comedians and comedy a little bit in, like, in where I'm at now. I actually think why? that. I, I do. I think I'm starting to go. No, but why? Do, why are you fucking idiots? But why? Why are they fucking idiots? Why no, I don't. Do you, no, why no, do you think you're looking down on them? Because I, because I, I feel. Like Gittins did a tweet the other day about being on panel shows, Brian and, Gittins, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that he did uh, was a, I guess half joke, half real. Yeah. But he's a character. But and I really was like, yeah, too. You tell him, Brian. <laughs> like I really, I did see and that, he, yeah. he was saying about people on panel shows, and they, the problem with being on panel shows, you end up playing to three thousand fucking morons. Then mm. you know, with, with that success, and I think all these things, uh, I'm, I'm kind of battling it a little bit myself because I think if someone, I'd seen somebody else do it, I'd have been cross about it. 
but like directing the film and doing and the podcast doing well and the podcast having a bit of clout to it and my writing and my mm. writing's going a bit more serious and this four thousand words thing is a bit more serious in some of it and the, the the stuff I'm working at now feels more worthy to me. Yeah, but you've got but, things to say now. Yeah, but it's it? yeah. but it's also making me. I'm still funny, I hope. But, yeah, but of course you but, are. But, but it's but I also I'm uncomfortable with that now. I'm feeling kind of superior. Mm. I'm, I'm having those feelings. Do you know? I, I, is this an old fart thing to say? Which might back up what you know from me. We're same so age, aren't we? But uh, uh, I'm thinking you're quite a bit. I'm 44. Younger. Yeah, you see, I'm miles older than you. I'm 46. 51. Oh yeah, okay. Well, that's not miles older. Young man, I remember. <laughs> I was 44. Cool, um, but the thing I find that, that the, the, the way the circuit seems to have changed to me is because stand-up has become mainstream you didn't used to get stand-ups on the telly certainly when i was growing up mm. uh, and you didn't the shows like live at the apollo just didn't exist yeah i guess we were all trying to get sitcoms out right we were all trying yeah. to do or sketch a, shows. A, a, yeah or a comedy lab or something you know that was what we were all aiming at doing yeah, yeah. So. And, and i think there was a lot more uh character stuff or variety acts and and things like that i had a, I had a great chat with a comedian called andy smart recently and we were talking he's about... Been on, he's been on, he's yeah. been on. Oh, he's great. Isn't he, isn't he lovely? Yeah. 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 And, and, we, and he was talking about acts that we used to see when uh, when we were starting out. And there used to be an act called The Iceman. Right. And I what he would see do, the Iceman. He, he had a huge block of ice. <laughs> he would bring it to the gig, he'd put it on stage, and his 20-minute set was trying to melt it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really hard. Yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. hard to melt it. And he'd attack it with blowtorches and pickaxes <laughs> and, and spades and all sorts. And, and he, this thing would barely melt at all in 20 minutes, and the audience loved it. And then he had Woody Bot Mud Muddy. Yeah, he used to break records. records and, yeah. Uh, and, and, you know. I mean, he, he'd be a millionaire now if he, if he hadn't smashed any of their records. Oh, if he just God. saved them and sold them on eBay now, he'd be a fucking millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> Rice, who was who did Rice? Do you remember Rice? Yeah, guys just yes. walk on, scream Rice, and throw Rice about. <laughs> But it was, it was great. Yeah. It was hilarious, wasn't it? And, and so you don't get those varieties and, and, in and, the same and, way. No, you don't. And it's, it's also perhaps not... Is it, is it the variety? Is that what it is? Because there were still smashing stand-ups. People who just did stand-up. They were ace. But I, I, I do remember that. It, maybe it was an old fart thing. You know, maybe when you think about like Norby West and people like that, you know, you think back and go, fuck me, there's no Norby West on the circuit now. Norby's long dead now. But he was like granddad from hell. He used to go yeah. out and just be this granddad character. He was, oh, he was filthy. Yeah. Just and just took you off guard because he just shuffle on as this sweet old man, and then there was one. He had one breaking line that just that just broke the thing. He just stopped being filthy. Mm. That was Norby West, and there were, yeah, there were there were lots of acts like that. Well, Malcolm Hardy as well. The yeah, Malcolm was saying, yeah, yeah, terrific, wasn't he? Sort of like it. He was he was mixed on stage, but well, that's was, a, I, have a, I have a real difficulty with Mark because I thought he was rubbish. <laughs> well, I kind of, but that was the charm fearless, of it, though, yeah. wasn't he? I mean, so, like, this mm. was a guy. Did you ever see this guy? No. He used to get. He used to have. I won't say this is something. Enormous yeah. testicles. <laughs> I'm talking about oh. two grapefruits in a shopping bag, and he used to get them out. Obviously, obviously, yeah. You've he's only like, you'd be like, you don't hide no, he, he said, didn't he? He came yeah, on stage and go, balls out or not? Balls out or balls in? And people go, oh, balls out. And so he'd just take his trousers off and stand there and do his routine. Yeah, yeah. His, And it was very distracting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I kind of liked, I, I, I guess I favour that more than I do dead-eyed ambition. And, you know, sort of people won't take a risk because they know that that will yeah. come back to haunt them. And, you know, so they've got to be slick and all that. And people can do what they want. But I find it... It's a shame, isn't it, for something it is. that is essentially the job is dicking about. 
It's a, it's a it's shame a, that you go and dick about within reason. Don't yeah yeah you, know, you respect behave the yourself. art form yeah, but sort of like I mean, but you see because you were a brilliant character comic. I mean that that was what uh, I, I I think you're no you were really if Sarah good. if you're listening now that is yeah. the first that is the first <laughs> moment of senility that is. <laughs> He's now you're re- really good. no no you're, you're being very com- modest. No, I was being, but I was being myself with a hat on. So well, I was I was no, brilliant comic. No, I was a brilliant no, comic, but no. I wouldn't say I was a brilliant character comic because that wasn't it wasn't a proper character. No, I think you mean. All right, fine. But, well, but I mean, sort of, um, uh, you know, and th- there are not. I don't know. I don't. Are there as many of those as there used to be? There's no, a because, few, maybe. But, but, but there's not. There's no. There's no career path for that, is there? No. So your career path now is get good on the circuit or get you know get competent at at what our requirements are. So get good at you know get yourself looking right, get yourself styled right, all your clothes right, last bit. Get your material, not too naughty, but you know yeah. j- j- enough to get by. But you won't be able to say certain things on TV. So n- none of those things. Do this, 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 and this. So all these things, and then we'll pop you on whatever yeah. panel show. Then yeah. you know, at, at mm-hmm. that point, then we'll see where it goes from there. So somebody now, and people still do it, obviously. But it's but, a career path, isn't it? Yeah, now? yeah, it absolutely like, is that. Uh, yeah. um, and 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 that is fine. That yeah. you know, I've got no problem with that. But no, 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 thank you for me. Yeah, it's become, and it's making it all a bit samey, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a shame. Yeah. I, I think the standard is excellent. Mm. Everybody's much better. Everybody's got a good set. Everybody's got good jokes. But is but anyone exciting, though? Is anyone like... Well, that's, that's know, what is, is, the, that's the, is the excitement of Vegas? Is the excitement, you know, that sort of thing. Kitson, yeah. even, I guess, you know, to, to yeah. a certain degree. Even though Daniel's pretty scripted, really, with, yeah. his, with his shows, but he's able to go off the cuff yeah. and all the rest of it. Yeah. But wh- is that there now, other than those pe- other than Vegas and Kitson? Are, like, are they... Well, there must be. Are they new? people doing that well, but are there though do you, do you think someone like it's not an overt character but someone like Nick Howard when he goes on stage yeah that, I mean that's not what he's like off stage when he's all no, screaming no it's, it's absolutely getting... not but, but, look, but look at the issues that Nick has with gigs now right. so, so look at that That 20 years ago Nick Helm would have been Vegas he would have yeah. been even though he's a very successful Nick you know all that's it. Yeah. but 20 years ago he'd have been fuck everyone would have been saying you need to see him like he's amazing and all the rest of it and they'd be, they'd be trying to work out how to get him on the telly that's what be happening now and they go we can't Mm. We can't put him on the telly. He becomes the legend of the circuit. Mm. No, it's not that Nick's underrated now at all. But twenty years ago, it would have been the roof would have been off everywhere. Mm. Now, when Nick does gigs, people are coming to see it because they've seen Uncle or because they've seen Countdown something else on TV, that, yeah. something that is not what he does on stage. Right. They sit down and go, "What the fuck <laughs> is this? Why is he screaming <laughs> at us?" Which is yeah. ditto what happened with Vegas. Vegas right. did, you know, did the adverts and the rest of it, and suddenly he, he was no longer a loser because he clearly had money. So he'd mm. done them adverts, they're worth a fortune. So people had a very, very different approach to him, and so he ended up dying at gigs. And not because he wanted to, which was normally the case with, mm. with Johnny. I don't know, I find it yeah. you know, very sterile, but yeah, here's me and you talking about, so now we're proper writers. I know. Uh, yeah, you know hey, and how sterile is that? Yeah, you know, you know, really? You know, yeah. but, um, I, I, I love Sam Simmons, though. Uh, yeah, 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 he, yeah, he yeah. does sort of uh, uh, character stuff, doesn't he? Yeah, really good. Yeah, maybe, well, maybe it is there, and we're just seeing. Maybe, 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 maybe he does that as well. Bitterness, he when does. Luke McQueen, when I've seen him do stuff, he does uh, quite a performance when he does his shows. But in terms of going through onto TV and stuff uh, like maybe, that, yeah. or, or into yeah. where you can tour and mm-hmm. make you know make money from touring, or whatever, I don't think TV should be the aim for anyone really. But no. um, yeah, no. I, no, I just wanted to say because I've been struggling with that a little bit, feeling superior. Like I, re- I really have, and I've never, you, uh, I've never struggled feeling superior before. <laughs> oh, do, do you know what I find? Actually, one of the turning points for me as well is I'd get, I'd be stood at the back watching gigs, and I'd start laughing at the feed lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you've seen yeah, yeah. so many, so many jokes yeah. that you kind of. You kind of you can work out what the punchline is going to be in advance, but you. So what you laugh at, you think, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. 
you yeah. know, and you can see where it's going to go, it's but you're in the wrong place, and, and sort of the act thinks you're being subversive. <laughs> do, do you know what? Yeah. In conclusion, Henry, I think what we have discovered today is we we are just better than everyone else, <laughs> and I, we are we are superior. I was right. Well, look, um, Angel is. Uh, it's already started, right? Yes. Yeah, it started yes. on Monday. So um, it's at the Arcola Theatre. Was that? Uh, it Ashwin is, Street. Yes. Oh yeah, on Ashwin. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry, if you had said Ashwin Street, I don't know which East one it London, was. East London, isn't it? Dalston. Uh, okay. Dalston Trendy Junction. Dalston. And when do you run through to? Seventh uh, of October is what I've got to. Don't do Sundays though. No. 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 We've hardly talked about it, have we? There's a way. No, but they, they, that will promote it well. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, well, trust me. <laughs> the last thing you want. Well, I think we have talked about. We spoke about you. About you going to. You sulking? Sorry. So, no, no. Are you I'm having really a sulk? Are you I'm not happy with it? Well, we'll give you I feedback. We mates. It's great. <laughs> you're not happy with yeah. your. Uh, so, sorry. Oh, no, no. I'm oh, sorry that the interview wasn't good enough for well, you. Your, do, your royal should, majesty. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to start doing that with guests. A little exit with the exit. King Henry and Queen Queen Sarah. What could we have done better, Henry? What could we have done no, better? No, it's me. I'm just commenting on about comedy. I do apologise. I didn't do my job. It's sorry, can we give Henry the money for his travel card? I do apologise for wasting oh, your time. I'm sorry, everybody. No. Uh, the website's Arcola Theatre. That's A-R-C-O-L-A theatre.com. Um, you find out all about that. But I'll vouch for Henry. Yeah, yeah, bless you. I'll vouch for him. Thanks for that. I mean, obviously, you've not heard today how good he is because he's not happy with the interview. But I'd <laughs> <laughs> love the interview. Yes, I've, got all that. I've got to go and speak to RuPaul's Drag Race or someone now. That's the problem. I should have been serious and been, well, I, the thing about my theatrical piece, <laughs> I should have been doing that, shouldn't I? Um, it's been a pleasure, man. Honestly, it yeah. really, really has. And I'll see you again soon. Henry Naylor, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, why don't they do it? Tomorrow's new dance steps, the way they used to yesterday. I honestly cannot believe I'm coming out of Random Human. Just keep it on in the background. I'm going nice to co- come back to that. Okay. Have you just paused the song? I've paused the song because right. I don't want to come out of Random Human okay. for anything. Okay. But I know that I've only got Bianca for a short time. Yes. So, uh, Bianca, are you there? Yes, yes, yes. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm all right, you know. I've just We've just had a weird sort of like... I've just caught up with uh, one of the guests I've not seen for like 15, 20 years. And it's been one of those weird... You know when you like bump into someone in the street, you're not seen forever, and you just have a really big catch-up straight away? Mm. Yes, um, indeed. So I'm coming I'm coming straight out the back of that. Oh, no. Was it, was it a good catch-up? Yeah, yeah, I think, no, I think it was, nice. was, you know. Was I think nice. it was. Yeah, I always liked him. He was a guy he, called Henry now. I always liked him. And um, and uh, I don't know why we lost... Well, we lost touch because he stopped doing comedy. Mm. So I didn't really see oh. him so much anymore. But, um, yeah, he's a serious writer now. And you've swapped emails, so you're yep. all back in touch. That's nice. All back in touch. Well, that's good. Thanks it's for asking. It's always worse when you run into them and you find out later that you owe them money. That's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> well, never a borrower or a lender be. But also, um, the, the situation there is you get away as quick as you possibly can. Right. Usually, yes, you just keep running. What what you want is for them to remember you owe them money when you've already said bye. (laughs) Completely, when you've left them on their way. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, cards on the table for me. I know nothing about RuPaul's Drag Race. Right, perfect. No, nothing at all. It's apart from it's immensely popular. I'll tell you what. I'm aware of that. I'll tell you what. I do know what. what And I'm trying not to make this rub off on you, Bianca. Okay. Is that I, I know that I've been a bit pissed off today. <laughs> like, a little okay. bit. From when you were announced on this show. Twitter went a bit mad, didn't it? Twitter went a bit mental, yeah. and, and, which is fine, and all, all credit to you and all the rest of it. But I, I, was, I came into Nat and said, I wish they'd make this much fucking noise when it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you know, do you know yeah. what I mean? 
Uh, you've got to put a wig on for that. <laughs> yes, you've got to put a wig on for that. That's going to make it exciting. Uh, but well, do you know what I mean, though? Do you know what I mean? Like, sort of like I, the, these supposed fans suddenly kick into gear well, because, because someone else is on your show. Pity. That's what happens. Yeah. Please, please, um, though, Bianca, I have to get you to do this. One of the biggest fans of you ever is a, is a, a young guy called Connor Wallace. So if you could just do, <laughs> and this is going to make his life, if you just say a little hello and hi to Connor. Okay, you want to do it now? Yeah, please. Tell Connor that you hate him. No, don't. Or or do. Do whatever you like. Actually, I've done my job. I just said I'd ask you. (laughs) Tell him you hate him. Well, how old is Connor? Oh, he's about eight. Do do you know what? Do you know what? That's a very very important point. That's a very important point because Connor's been a fan of mine now. For Can we shut the doors? Uh, Connor's been a fan of mine now for, I reckon, going on for for ten years. Oh, wow. Right, he's gay lad. He's like been he's been out maybe five years yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um okay. and I had no so so I, I think now he's like nineteen, twenty, something is, yeah. like that. So he was listening okay, to that. Okay, that always sti- makes me nervous because if they say they're eight, because you know, you know me, I'll start cursing and I know, then the fun, I know, oh, no, 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 no. old or Look, you know, and that always makes me very scared. So uh, if he's old enough to take it, okay, he that's is, good. He is old enough to take it. I would argue it's Connor's fault. And I'm, exactly. and I'm not going to speculate on which end of the, you know, wh- whether he takes it or not. It, it, it's <laughs> well, I just realised what I said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't believe for one second that. Uh, are we going with is drag queen? All right, is that what we're going with? Uh, Would it be drag uh, yeah, queen? We, we can. I think. Can we? Yeah, I think we can say drag queen. No, I, I'm asking Bianca. Oh. Hey, wait. You're asking me what? If he what? No. Is that um, um, is that correct terminology to say drag queen? Oh sure! Oh yeah, my God! Okay, yeah. So I'm right. saying I would say that I I don't believe for one second that a drag queen didn't know what they were saying. <laughs> so well, when you, you never said, know who's on the other end. I mean, now we do it with social media. There you go, where another one. Is- <laughs> well, look, it's Con- crazy Connor's old enough. No idea. Right, Connor. Connor maintains that he's old enough. But, and he tweeted earlier. Please, can you make Bianca Del Rio acknowledge my existence? Greatest guest ever. Yeah, and do it for Isla as well, and for Hannah as well. All these people are meant to be my fans, but they oh, just really? all they care about is you. <laughs> So, uh, well, you know, but it's, but it's always fascinating to me because they do that to me on Twitter too. It's like it would make my day if, if you know, if and you would weird. follow me. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. I really, have you really lost your mind? I mean, honestly, I'm a man in a wig. It's not that exciting, you know. It's <laughs> well, like, no, honestly. Well, hang on. Well, well, as somebody who doesn't, again, I don't really know much about you, but but I, I still wouldn't undermine you, your success for whatever reason that comes <laughs> about. So, um, <laughs> I, I think it's weird to say to anyone, "Will you follow me?" Like I get that as well, and you know, you'll get it on a much larger scale. I think it's a weird thing to say on Twitter to someone else, will you follow me? Because you, you want to go, what, why? What's going to happen? <laughs> what? Well, not to mention my feed is already filled with useless bullshit. Yeah. You know, it's like one of those things. I, I personally don't even like Twitter. Twitter's one of my least favorites, and I just kind of have my Facebook and Instagram all connected to Twitter, so I can right, just okay. do it once. Because yeah, I'm yeah. old. I don't have time to answer all that shit. And it's fascinating with, with, with Twitter in particular. I just don't get it. It never really registered with me. Instagram I get because there's a photo. Facebook I get because you can actually tell a story. But that Twitter 140 characters bullshit, I don't get. Unlike our president, I don't understand it. And it's not my favorite thing. You know? It's not my favorite way to communicate with people. How... How do you feel about your president? Again, I don't even like, uh, you, I don't, I don't even like using the word. No. But how do you feel about how your president... You I, I don't even you, want to say president. How do I feel about that douchebag? Yeah, that, I, I don't. That, that I truly chap. cannot stand him. I think he's a huge embarrassment, and, and just in general. And just, I mean, just a disgusting human being. I mean, there's no nice way to put it. Mm. I mean, I'm not even going to go into the, the presidency, so to speak, because he's not qualified and has no idea what the fuck he's doing. He's just a douche, just a complete douche, if that's the nicest word I could use for it. How did, did you see the Emmys? 
Yes, I did see the Emmys. Yes. Um, how did you feel about the because sh- Sean Spicer was at the Emmys? Yes, yes, he was. Kind of. Yeah. Well, I think I, once again, I mean, this is America, where you know the Kardashians are famous, so yeah, I'm not yeah, surprised yeah. by the fact that some useless piece of shit is now celebrated. So it's it's quite interesting to see how that happens, and I hope that you know this doesn't normalize him or make it seem just that, oh okay, it's fine. That's what I think. Yeah, well, isn't, yeah, isn't that weird? Asshole, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that weird that, that they were that they even applauded? Like, he should have been booed out of the building. Mm. Like, it was that sort of weird thing of. The, I also think the shock was there. I mean, I don't think people expected to I guess. see him. Yeah, yeah. Had it yeah. been Melissa McCarthy dressed up as him, I think it would have gotten a better, bigger laugh. Yeah. But um, I was quite shocked to see him there, and I also was quite shocked that, like you said, no one did boo. That was no, quite interesting. Well, people were posing. For, I saw James Corden uh, had had a heart attack. Yeah, what was that fucking thing that he was doing? Well, that got, and obviously, like Twitter is a place with a lot of flack for that. But yeah, I don't know why you'd want to pose for oh, a photo with him. Oh, guys, bizarre. I don't know what group of people thought that was a good idea. Yeah. I mean, I, I was really quite shocked by that, especially how. Hollywood, where mm-hmm. they're so liberal and so Democrat and, you know, so against the system uh, yeah. and the way that everybody's against Trump. I was quite shocked that they thought that would be a good idea. You're probably right, though. You're probably right that it was the, the actual, the, the uh, like, sort of unbelievableness of it. It's probably yeah, I, I that's mean, what I was quite shocked through, I guess. being there. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then uh, with hindsight then, it's like, oh, don't have a photo with him afterwards, <laughs> for God's sake. I, think, I definitely think it was, a, it was a big mistake, but I'm curious to see how it all goes down. I mean, we're at a point right now where on a daily basis some insane shit is happening, and I think slowly it's becoming the new normal. You know, uh, I mean, tweet, uh, uh, Trump just tweeted some video of him, you know, hitting a golf ball and hitting Hillary Clinton and, like, retweeted it from someone else. And, right. You know, obviously just this ridiculous video and yet people are like eh, well that's how he is and it's kind of crazy to think that that you know this insanity has become normal um, i mean there's so much shit that goes on on a daily basis here it's it's wild well i've got him blocked because i don't want to see i, I did too I don't yeah i see it but but there's a, yeah i mean that obviously gets overridden nowadays because people just do screen grabs and that it's like i read a tweet the other day where somebody was saying i don't know why i bother blocking people because everyone else just screen grabs them mm. and i see it all anyway completely um, and obviously you know once again i mean they just shoot for the most ridiculous things possible just to get the attention yeah and i mean obviously he's an attention grabbing you know insane person so yeah, yeah, yeah. everything makes news everything on a daily basis I, I i've been wondering recently whether or not um blocking people like that is the right thing to do that like because i i think I, I i have a genuine feeling at the moment that it's damaging the mental health of the entire world that like th- this level of stress and this level of um, you know, having to deal with that on a daily basis, as you say, and it being normal now, that that is actually having a a potentially catastrophic um, effect on the mental health of the world. That people are terrified, people are acting out of character, people, you know, all, all these sort of things. And I wonder whether, you know, in Hamlet it says madness and great ones should not go unwatched or whatever. You know, you, you've got to keep an eye on those things as well, I guess. Completely. Well, I mean, we live in a world now where truly a tweet of his will make the news. So even if you block him, you turn on the television, it's there. You open up a newspaper, it's yeah. there. A blog on, 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 you know, whatever, or someone on Facebook. Like, I've never seen in, in my entire life, and I'm 42 years old, to see any of my friends be so political, period, yeah. in conversation and on social media. I mean, obviously social media hadn't been around as long, but it is fascinating to see them, you know, endless rants about this particular president. So the good thing about it, I have to say, is that I think that people are aware and actually talking about this kind of stuff. I mean, I've lost a lot of friends on Facebook because if I put something anti-Trump, which is just interesting to me. I mean, I'm yeah. assuming that people would think that if you're friends with me, number one, I'm not a political person. Number two, I'm a man in a wig who's happy 
happens to be gay and, you know, does drag, that it's kind of like, well, where do you think I stand? Do you yeah, honestly yeah, think yeah. I stand with this person that's trying to take our rights away? Like, are you shocked by this? But then it's also shown a lot of people's true colors. You know, it shows people that, you know, hate Hillary Clinton. You know, and I'm not saying she was the best candidate, but it's fascinating how, you know, they didn't want to vote for a white woman. And it's interesting just to see their true racist feelings come out, which then, right. of course, makes you question your friendship and your relationship with them on on, on Facebook, for all places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it is fascinating just to see the climate that we're in, but it's also kind of making things a little more black and white for us as far as who's who and what's what. So it has helped me get rid of a couple of people, but it's also shocking that some people would support, you know, it this is, particular it, person. It sort of feels like it's kind of a catch-22 thing, isn't it, though? You, sort of, you go, well, then the divide is just getting bigger and bigger, isn't it? So there's going to be no way Completely. back from this divide. So, and And... and both sides, this ties back into what I think about people's mental health, you know, and how it affects people, is that both sides are furious all the time. You, you can't be angry that much all the time, and people are. Yeah. It's just going to Well, just... they really are, and I mean, it, it's two things. It's, there's the people that support him, no matter what he does, which is quite fascinating. I mean, he could do no wrong in some people's eyes, and they just want to go with the fact that, yes, he's right, he's right, he's right, he's right, he's right, because they don't want to be wrong. Yeah. And they don't want to admit that they've made a mistake. I mean, and truthfully, it's like, yes, I understand that maybe they were tired of politicians, and maybe they thought the system was fucked, so what they wanted to do was to shake things up by having this, you know, reality star come in there. But I, I think in many ways that they, it's almost like America needed this insane person to fuck things up, to maybe shake up the system. I mean, to, only good can come from this, because it can't get any worse. Well, I mean, well if there's a way back, yeah, if there's a way back, yeah. I agree, but if there's, if there's no way back, you know, at what point are we past the point of no return? I'm very aware, by the way, that this isn't what you came on to talk about. <laughs> No, no, it's fine, no, 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 but it, but it is fascinating to me because a lot of people have been asking me about it, and usually it's just a quick question, like, what do you think of him, or what do yeah, you think yeah. of him? I mean, obviously, I think he's gross, I hate his face, I don't even want to look at him, but it is interesting, though, the process of it, because a lot of people, I don't know if, you know, it's either so anti-Trump or so for Hillary, and I mean, unfortunately, it's just that we can't go back now, but it is interesting just to see how many people, or, or discuss, you know, my point of view, it's not like, oh, I thought she was the perfect candidate, but... I definitely know that he's the wrong one. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's yeah. where we are. Well, that that seems to be the. I hesitate to say it. That seems to be the smart point of view. That is that, mm. you know, she was kind of unelectable anyway, but she she shouldn't be unelectable against that. No. Yeah. No. 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 Completely. No. Um, I mean, it, yeah. I mean, he's just a joke. I mean, yeah. a complete joke. An ignorant joke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All, all all the adjectives, man. All the adjectives. Um. So your new show. Watch, watch how seamlessly yeah. I do this now. <laughs> Watch how seamlessly I bring us back into humour, right? Yeah, well, no, totally, we, we, we need humour. Jeez, I mean, my, my God. And, I mean, there's so much to talk about. And people often ask me if I do discuss politics in my show, and, I, and I, I try not to, because you never really know who's out there. You know, in the audience, there might be some self-respected gay Republican who thinks Trump's wonderful. So I, I don't like to go there. I'd rather offend him someplace else. So I, I don't bother with, with, with hitting with politics. There's so much stuff to talk about. And I think it's quite fascinating that when people physically see me they think what do i have in common with a drag queen right and it's interesting there's a lot that goes on in my life that i think a lot of people can relate to well yeah so well, that's well, what well, i usually go for just, just you're human being right you're a human being well i think they i think people forget that yes yeah, <laughs> yeah but also you know especially here in america we could use uh, you know an hour and a half of just laughing at ourselves or laughing at me because there's always some insane bullshit that happens in my world that people can relate to so, uh, yeah, I, I definitely think laughter is very important right now. So the show's called Blame It on Bianca. Yes. 
The one for next that for, that's for next summer, right? Correct. Yes. God, you are. You're plugging way far ahead. July, July next so you're Well, what happens is, well, for you guys, it's July, but I mean, I start actually in November in Australia, and then I'll be doing America. Oh, so you're doing a, is it well tour? Guys. You're doing a well tour? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How I mean, it's always, it's always strategic planning. And you know what's funny? A drag queen is never early, so this is a <laughs> treat when you actually plan ahead. But what also just works out schedule-wise, because I was just in the UK earlier this summer, and so it's just, uh, you know, the, the turn of events happens. But they like to get on everything very early, which I'm very fortunate the producers that I work with are, are on it. So uh, they said, let's go ahead and just plot and plan. So I technically start... Um, in November, and then uh, then, then I, you know, come through like a hurricane. Mm. Do you, do you lock down when you do a show like that? So when you're particularly one that's got such longevity in terms of the actual time that you're going to be working on it, and you're going to be f- performing that show. Is, do you lock that show down early doors, or do you? Do, does it change? Uh, yes and no. I mean, I think yes and no. I think new things happen every night. Uh, there's never a night that I sit back and something has not added. There's also every night that I sit back and say, "Shit, I forgot that part," or yeah, I yeah, didn't yeah. remember this. Um, but also things evolve. You know, so a, a joke that might last at five minutes in in september by the time july comes it's 15 minutes long so you know it's the good and the bad of it but i do enjoy it i try not to add too much new stuff because then i realized oh shit i'll have another show soon that's what kind of happened with this one right while i was touring with the other one uh that i had traveled with you know for a good year it was quite interesting that the amount of stuff that was happening i'm like oh i could talk about this i'm like but no i need to save that for the next show so uh, I've kind of learned the process of doing it because this is my, my third world tour that I'm doing. So it's kind of um, worked out to my advantage. And now because of my advanced age and excessive <laughs> amount of alcohol that I consume, two years I have to write shit Can you down. Stop saying that. Please stop saying advanced age because you're two years younger than me and I don't like well, it. there you go. But no, but I'm talking, you know, I'm, well, in gay years, I'm older now. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but I will accept that. I will accept that. That's absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah. You straight people are completely different. As, straight as, people don't, don't care. As you I, I, I'm old. You know, <laughs> I mean, I mean, in the gay world. I mean, I'm, you're straight and somewhat attractive they're going to say oh you're a yeah. catch yeah, I am. but yeah. I am considered old by gay standards okay, okay uh, my... but but you know we, we, we run on a different system as you know okay but um but, but now I even have to write things down. And, I mean, it's not even like, you know, type it into my phone because that's too much work. I have to physically write it down on a notebook. Scary, because I'm that old. I have to do that when I'm leaving the house. You see, there you go. I honestly do. Yeah, exactly. And I'm sort of, part of me is kind of refusing to accept it. But I do, like, I invariably will get in the car, get to the station or wherever and go, I've not got my glasses, or I'll go, I've not got, like, my house keys. Loads of things, yeah. I, I do it so much now. To the point where my missus, and I'm not asserting my heterosexuality, but my missus, when I'm leaving the house, um, yeah. I will often get quite snappy with her. If she starts talking, or, or wanting to give me a kiss, I'll be like, just let me get, I'm just getting my stuff, I'm, I'm getting, don't interrupt me, because I've, I've got a system here. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's no, awful, I mean, I've, I've spent endless hours looking for my phone when it's in my hand you know that kind of stuff happens all the time yeah i mean i won't go i won't go that far that's that's insane well <laughs> um can i ask you very very quickly i know because i know you've got to go but um uh have you were your stand-up is it have you always done your stand-up in drag uh yes i have well well i mean i mean i've, I've always been you know an obnoxiously insanely odd person which they called it comedy but i think with with, with drag race in particular you know the, the show that you have not seen no. uh it it basically is what exposed me to the world was in okay. drag so i mean they kind of like the fanfare of it but i'm not opposed to doing it out of drag 
Uh, it's just kind of like the spectacle to wear, you know, the spectacle to have on to do it. I always say that if I didn't wear drag, they would call me a hateful fag. Right, but then right, right. once I wear drag, they call me hysterical. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. kind of like the packaging to get away with murder. You know, it's kind of like a Dame Edna situation. Yeah, where yeah. things are much funnier because he is a man in drag. I mean, and, and, and of course, the biggest joke is the fact that I am in drag. It's not, it has nothing to do with the fact that I think, oh, I'm grand now because I'm a woman. It's like it's the least womanly thing you could imagine. It's definitely more rodeo clown. So, do, so doing like, uh, I, I, I'm presuming that RuPaul's thing is a, it's a competition, right? Is that what it is? It's Correct. A, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so as someone as a, as a seasoned performer, so as as well, uh, uh, speaking to Roy now, yes. As someone who's worked on you know on the circuits and all the rest of it, and, and, has, and has been in that for, does it does it piss you off at all that it's a talent show that's done it, or, or do you think that's a, a, a is that a great thing for you? Is that you know? Well, I think I mean it worked out for me because I yeah, won. Yeah, totally, totally. I, yeah. I think I think that you know nowadays, as I was saying before, you know the Kardashians are famous, and here they yeah. are, you know, people that are completely useless. But the opportunity was there, and I think that if you have any ounce of talent, it can showcase you in some kind of way. And for Got me, yeah. I think the advantage of being in the business for so many years uh, was that I knew to appreciate this golden opportunity. Right. Because before, you know, I was working in bars and clubs and doing, you know, local events. So this kind of gave me world exposure, which was, which, which, despite whatever was going to happen, whether I won or not, I was going to take advantage of this opportunity to roll with it because I knew that I wasn't going to do drag in particular for, for the rest of my life. Right. So you just had to take the opportunity and run. And I think that nowadays a lot of the younger drag queens in particular just think, oh, now that I'm on this television show that I'm famous and I'm set. And I've, I have to say that I've worked harder now than I've ever worked yeah. uh, because it's a lot more involved and more eyes are on you. But I also realize it is a business and, and drag is my job, not my identity. But to some people, that's all they know. You know, to some people, this is their first exposure to drag. So it's, it's, it's quite interesting. And you do get, you know, you do get backed into a corner sometimes with some people. You do want to strangle some people on social media because of their ignorance. But in fairness, it's like, you know, I didn't have Twitter or Instagram prior to this. So it's quite right, fascinating okay. just yeah, to yeah. see the amount of people that, you know, that I've, that I've racked up or some people that know me. It's, it's quite shocking. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm, I don't have a judgment call to make on it in terms of, I, I, I got a bit pissed off, not pissed off, that's, that's too strong. When Tapeface was in America's Got a Talent, um, I, it, it kind of bothered me a little bit. It, it, yeah. I, it, I was just kind of, as, as a mate, as a mate as well, it was it just sort of, I was like, oh no, I don't like that. I Why? don't like, because it just seems like, because he's just, I, I, I felt he's, you're better than that. You're better, you're an artist. Well, really. yes and no. I mean, I think this is also the thing too. I mean, there, there's a way, I mean, frankly, how often nowadays does someone walk into a bar, see someone that they think is somewhat True. talented and offer them a job? Absolutely, yeah, you know? yeah absolutely. And it's kind of like, this is the process, this is how things work. Yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think there's a point when maybe somebody, you know, it, it's like either you're on your way up, you're a nobody who has the opportunity to become a star, or you're on one of those shows where you're on your way down, right. and it kind of okay. gives this resurgence to your career. I mean, I think that's really kind of how it works now. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, even if you look at something like Broadway, for instance, I mean, they're not taking a nobody and making them into a star. Now you have to be a star to be put on Broadway. Right, you know, okay. so it's 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 all about money, and it's quite interesting how it all works out. That they're not going to take a risk. So it, it's it's. I mean, in my experiences, I've sat back and thought, you know, well, what do I have to lose? You know, I could go on here and it could be a nightmare. But then I thought, what what are the positives? Never did I think it was going to be this globally yeah, interesting yeah. to travel the world, to be in Australia, to be in Brazil, to be in the UK. I didn't expect that. 
but I also think that's a test to where if you have something to offer, then people will be interested in seeing you. And not everybody on TV is meant for that, you know, especially this particular competition. It's quite grueling, and, it's a, and as the word I would use would be mind-fucking at times because they want to make good television. Okay. So it's not, that's not made for everybody. It's, kinda, it's definitely the, the drag Olympics, I would say. Right, okay. So, you know, it's the one time being old helped me because at least I had the experience and the knowledge not to be an asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess uh, even when you were talking, I was thinking, well, what is my issue with all them things? And I think my issue with things like America's Got Talent and, the, you know, the British... Britain's Got Talent and all that sort of thing is like is, I think my issue is the judges I think that's my issue okay. and then I thought well if, oh. Ru- if, if RuPaul's judging that thing then I guess RuPaul regardless of what people think about RuPaul RuPaul certainly brought drag hugely into the mainstream in the 90s and, and yeah. it became a, a much more uh, known about uh, artistic form I guess so, so, so RuPaul I guess is, is pretty well sat to be to be judging that but I don't think Simon Cowell's well suited to be judging oh, tape no. face. Well, <laughs> or, or, but you also, that's where that's where the television aspect comes in. Yeah, you know, yeah. someone's going to be an asshole to make it somewhat interesting. But also think that you know, as a person, I I signed myself up for this, so I would have to, I, you know, I put myself in this situation. So if I choose to hear what they have to say, it doesn't necessarily totally. mean I have to believe it. Yeah, <laughs> and I definitely wasn't going to play into the game of arguing with people. I just went, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, where inside my brain was going, fuck off. <laughs> but you know, you, you you also realize that they're trying to get you, you know, to provoke you to, to create that madness for television, which I knew better than to fall into that trap. Right, got you. <laughs> so, Absolutely got you. So you just kind of, I always say consider the source, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. If, it's, yeah. if it's some random person who thinks they know, great, then you do it. Prove me wrong. Special. All right, well, look, I'm going to let you go because I know you've got a busy day and stuff. Um, I, I, do you know what? No one's told me at any point if I'm speaking to Bianca or Roy. Well, I, I'm not in drag right now. It's 7 a.m. here in, right. in, in Los Angeles. So I'm speaking to I, The right. only time you would catch me in drag this early in the morning is <laughs> if I was just coming back from a bar. So, no, I'm... Uh, and it's happened, but no. Tonight, today, I uh, today I am actually Roy in, in Bianca mindset, but okay. completely, completely still in my pajamas. Well, Roy, what I'm what I'm going to decide in my head is that I've because you just have it at seven a.m. There is that we have woken up together, but I've been awake for a while. Oh, that's good. No, well, I'm, I'm glad we're here together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing better than waking up with the drag queen. <laughs> Uh, well, the tour is UK. Uh, the tour for the UK. So the tour's worldwide, but in the UK, it starts on the 19th of July next year. You start in Liverpool. You go to Glasgow, Edinburgh, Manchester, Newcastle, London, Brighton, Birmingham, Cardiff, Belfast, Dublin. <laughs> I was going to read Connor, Isla, and Hannah oh, then, because yeah. they're, the, they're the three <laughs> the names that I've written down underneath oh, yeah, it. Yeah, we, I forgot about them. Oh, yeah, you didn't say that yet. Yeah, we didn't say. Uh... So you can. Oh, I have to say, that. well, hi, Connor. Thank you for being a big fan. I appreciate it. And now, say, you know what's going to happen? Every interview him. I do, someone's going to keep calling in and saying, oh, my name is this. Please say hello. <laughs> yeah. So I say hello oh, to yeah. everyone. Thank everybody yeah, yeah. for this. No, support. come on, do them. We've got Isla as well. Is there any, is there any one more? Go on, Isla. There's going to be more. God, here we go. <laughs> go on, I, do Isla now. Oh. <laughs> Wait, who, who, who's the other one? Right, Isla. 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 Hi, hi, Isla. Thank you for being a huge fan. I appreciate it. Now, <laughs> I reached out to you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Right, last, and last one, Hannah. Oh, Hannah. And you've got, you've got Hi, to be Hannah because she's meant bitch. To- You're wearing me out. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Hannah. Pain in the ass. Who else? <laughs> That'll, That'll, do. Do. That'll do for now. That'll absolutely oh, do. Yeah. Hey, look, I'm sure we forgot someone, but it's been, it's been, honestly, it's been, I was dreading speaking to you. 
Oh, good. <laughs> I really oh, was. Good. No, do you know what? Many because I'm not researched, so many because I didn't know anything about it and stuff. And, and well, because, so basically, you weren't doing your job. Okay, I understand. No, I, I, yeah, I get it. I don't consider that my job, though. That, like, I, oh, I it's can, not. You're supposed to be giving all the information. Well, if you would have given the information, you probably wouldn't have read it anyway. Now right. you can go back and research it, and you can and you probably enjoy it. Right. It's not going to make you gay to watch the show, but you, it is quite you've fascinating. Clearly, you've clearly, yeah. in, the, in the process of this last minute or so, gone and put the wig on. If you'll just wait for a second, what I'm saying to you is... <laughs> Is, would, would, would you not say that we've had a more interesting chat than a regular interview be because I didn't know anything about you? Yeah, it was totally fine. I yeah. do appreciate it. No, frankly, fine. I like it when people fine. ask fine. questions. It wasn't good. This is two guests in a It was room. fine, was it? I'm glad it was fine. Um, I'm glad it was fine for you. Uh, maybe we'll try and make it brilliant <laughs> next time. Well, I didn't say brilliant, but, you know, I usually end up getting stuck... <laughs> I usually get stuck talking to people that ask me the same questions, so yeah. it was nice and refreshing to have different questions. Damn, that okay. I do appreciate. Nice. Right, so I've, I've got fine and refreshing. Fine refreshing, that's okay. Yeah, fine, well, hey, what do you want from me? It's 7 a.m. over here. Yeah. I haven't had coffee yet. I don't want anything. Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go back in the other room. I'm going to put my jeans back on. I'm going to leave this apartment. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, there you go. I, I can't even believe that I did this. I, I'm both appalled at myself, not as a judgment on you, I'm appalled at myself for being lulled into this situation, thinking that there was something special going on here. When quite well, let's frankly... Face this. In, let's in, face this. It's the only time you had anybody on Twitter actually excited that you had a show. So yeah. come on, be fair. Yeah, and do, you know, and do you know what? Fuck you for that. Fuck you for that <laughs> completely. <laughs> Cheers for talking to us. Thanks, Bianca. Good luck with the tour. I'll speak Thank again. you. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. So quick there, Woolly Head. Back to Reading Evan. Woolly Head, Woolly Head, Woolly Head. Randy Newman, Putin from his new album, Dark Matter, which is utterly wonderful. Mm -hmm. Like, utterly wonderful. Really, really good. Got my tickets for Randy Newman for next year. Oh, Palladium. Right, okay. To the Palladium. That will be nice. Fancy, fancy venue. Yeah, I hope people don't stand up. I don't think they will. Um, I feel like I'm finished, but we've still got another, like, what I've got to do another you said you seven, eight lots minutes. of things you wanted to ask I me. have loads but I'll save them for the next show alright well in that case as um, we're flowing Casey Barbaric says uh, oh, hey Ian and Matt I'm happily listening while at work and keep up the good work on the show yeah. threat levels are for mass panic hmm <laughs> well, now what does that mean I don't know uh, I, I think he I means, read that as they? that they're questioning what my assessment of the situation. Yeah, I don't believe that I said that I want that they're trying to get mass panic. Mm. I, I think I'm pretty sure I didn't say that, but I, I mean they want they want people scared. If yeah. people are scared, you can do. If you're ruling a people that are scared, you can do anything with them because all you need to do is say it's because of that. So all you need to do. So if you go, for example, uh, Brexit. If you stir up enough emotion about terrorism and enough emotion about people of a certain colour or a certain religious group, if you can, if you can do that, and if you, how you do that is by going, um, there is something to be worried about. Mm. That, that's that's what the threat level is. The threat, threat level is saying there is something to be worried about. But there about. always is, isn't there? Of something course there is, from, from yeah. every religion, yeah, yeah. right? But if you can get people into that mindset and you can cultivate a society that feels that and feels that, when you then go... Hey, uh, we are going to come out of the European Union, and here's the thing that we're going to do as well. We're going to control the borders. And remember what we said to you before about uh, how there's too many of them over here. 
then suddenly you've got a much more malleable population to deal with. You, 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 it's far easier to sway those people then. So I don't think it's panic that I think they want, but they, but they certainly... Governments, time immemorial, have always done that, have always ruled on fear. The American government is doing it at the moment, they're ruling on fear. They're, they're pro pro provoking and promoting fear in the populace. This goes back to George Bush, and way beyond that, but in our lifetimes, it goes back to Bush saying, if you're not with us, you're against us, you know, there's all that sort of shit, all that sort of emotive language and stuff. It promotes fear in a populace. And when the populace is fearful and scared, you can get them to do and vote for anything. Like, mm. anything at all. So, threats le threat levels are for mass panic. It's yeah, kind of what I'm saying, but not panic. Mm. Fear. It's getting a populace terrified. There is no reason at all to tell the general public what the terror threat levels are. There is no reason at all other than to promote fear. Yeah. Next. <laughs> That's done. Uh, unfortunately, Joe is out of time. So he says, but actually, he says, I'm not a fan of Bianca. Can I get a caller? Absolutely not. No. Sarah Joe. Oh, that would have been good. Well, it's too late. It was too late. Bianca did them. I didn't see it. That would have been good. No, no, I think it just came in as he was wrapping up. But also, he says he should have said he doesn't think the system makes any sense. It's just the way that made most sense to him. What did Joe. I forget what Joe he said. He said something before, didn't he? I can't remember. Oh, yeah. <laughs> said something didn't he yeah oh, that's what he said I always thought it was because uh, when it's low when, like, right, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, sense yeah. of relief and when yeah, it's yeah, high yeah. it looks like they're doing something no I hear what you're saying but I think you know maybe these things just need sort of slightly questioning maybe and just yeah. like wh why are you telling me that what, what's the reason for you telling me that I don't understand why you're telling me that um, and then if you get a bit of a cynical head on you you'll go oh that's why you're telling me that yeah. um, I've got some numbers to give you if that's alright Nat phone numbers um yeah, yeah, yeah. I was—I oh. tell you what I was going to do. Yeah. I, I don't know if you want me to do this or not, but I was going to do a big reveal today. This is quite a cool... Oh, also, what happened to the erasure news, please? Oh, I'll tell you in a minute. Okay. I'll um, write it down so we don't forget that. Erasure. I've just got the, the theme tune through for my new podcast. Oh, okay. 4,000 words, and it's never been heard anywhere. Okay. I've got it out here if you want to play Yeah, I would like you to Do you want to hear it? it? Yeah, please. Um, I think it's Thomas Van Der Rey who does all our music. And um, all, all the podcast music and stuff. And I think this is gorgeous. So I think this will tell you... This gives you enough about what... Because I've not said what, what 4,000 Words is about at all. I've just said it's going to be 4,000 Words stories that I'll narrate. That's yeah. it. I've not said what the mood of the stories will be, whether it be comedy or whatever, but this, I think this pretty much sums it up. Okay. Do you want to hear it, Yes, genuinely? please, I do. Okay, you ready? Yes. Yes. That was it. I think that's, that's beautiful. I think it's very beautiful. We were just saying it was a bit like Tales of the Unexpected. I heard like uh, a horror film from the 70s kind okay. of mood music, which is a good thing. Yeah. That's very, that's very... I think all the stories that nice. I've written so far all um, work against presumption. Okay. That's what I think the general theme at the moment is, is they all work against presumption, mm. whatever that means. But that, that's what I think. Um, I've, I've got a number for a guy called Mark with a C. Yeah. He's a, a singer-songwriter, but he's done an album of covers um, from the film Shock Treatment. You're familiar with Shock Treatment? Uh, I played the song from it earlier on. Yeah-ish. It was the, uh, what they call the equal to Rocky Horror, so it wasn't oh, a prequel, okay. it wasn't a sequel, it was, they call it the equal. Uh, was it? 
Um, it was. Do you know what? It's it's brilliant. It's okay. genuinely brilliant shot treatment, but it's also a fucking tip. It, it is oh. a tip as a film. Okay. The music is very solid in it. The music yeah. is very good. I aesthetically, it's very pleasing. I think the story goes all over the place. It it preempted reality television by fifteen years. Okay. Like it really, what what they present in there is ridiculous. Is now less than the norm in real life. Okay. In shock treatment. Um, but it's it's a really it's it's a I watched Phantom of the Paradise the other night. Have you ever seen that? What's what? Sorry, Phantom of the Paradise. Is that Brian De Palma? Yeah, 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 I haven't have seen, it seen it now. It? I haven't. I'd like fucking to. mental. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. And I didn't like it at first. I was like, oh, I'm not going to enjoy this. And then as it went on, I was like, by the end of it, I bought the soundtrack. I was like, I love this film. This is amazing. Where did you watch it? I watched. Watch? I bought it. I oh, bought okay. it on Blu-ray. Arrow had released it on Blu-ray. So that came about because they Arrow released Shock Treatment on Blu-ray. Uh, last week, somebody tweeted me about it. I didn't even know it was coming out. I bought that, watched that again. Um, Mark with a C is featured on the Blu-ray. Some of his songs that he recorded as uh, just demos years ago, mm-hmm. and now he's got a full album coming out of Shock Treatment covers. I spoke to him the other day. I'd quite like to have him on the show. That's yeah, what I'm saying. But he's, but he's in he's in Florida, so he'd better right. be phoner. Well, I was going to say maybe give him his number off off air, not on air. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll do, yeah, I'll do it off air. Also, he's got he's got no power at the moment okay. as well. Um, oh, but, why? But, uh, oh, right. Because Florida electricity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely yeah, 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 futile. This boy. Um, right, who else? You said numbers. Who else you got? Uh, Gittins is the other one. Oh, and, we, we, and, I like him for later. Uh, you can't do it tonight. Two weeks. Oh. Two weeks today. Gittins. Okay. Um, yeah. There was someone else. I'll remember in a minute. Um, I was going to say something. I don't know where it was. Erasure. I don't think we've got time. No, I want to know I'll, what we'll, it I'll is. I'll tell you next week's show. Oh, okay, all right. I'll tell you next week's show. All right, well, um, Hannah has tweeted that, that the shout-out from Bianca says that made uh, that just made me almost as happy as when comedy hunk Ian Boldsworth um, first tweeted uh, me. Uh, Hannah, don't even try it. So, don't even try it, woo. mate. Don't even try it. Comedy hunk. Uh, 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 that is wa- water off a duck's back to me. Oh, right. Don't even try it. Okay. You, you know what you've done. You all know what you've done today. You've all suddenly piped it. And I said the other day on Twitter that me and Barry had been nominated for the Ockham Award, which mm-hmm. I was delighted about because mm-hmm. it was actually an award that I care about. Yeah. I don't care about awards, but the Ockham Award is a long-standing thing. We were nominated last year and then didn't get the email. That story. Mm-hmm. We'd been nominated again this year. Um, I think like four people liked it. I think something like that. Something right. stupid. Something so, really. Well, I was expecting a lot more, by the way, for the Parapod team, uh, Parapod yeah. Twitter and that. Well, uh, didn't make a fuss about that, did you not? What we've learned this week is Hannah and Connor and John Beck and anyone else. Isla, Isla, as well. Isla, Isla, get excited about every single guest. Or no guest, just get excited about the show. Yeah, or, that or, will or, be or, or don't get excited or, at all. Or anything. Yeah, yeah. No, Either, don't, or do, nothing. Don't don't show any excitement at all. Or yeah. But don't go. Oh, brilliant! On the end show, there's someone else. Yeah. Oh, great. Oh, brilliant. On Ian's show, he's got a guest. I'll listen to it now. <laughs> God, you met me sick, you are. Oh, lot. dear. Okay. They've got well, no. They've got no idea, have they, how to be proper fans? No, I know. Just, just I've got John Beck texting me all hours of the day after my cock. And a film. Cock and popcorn. Cock and popcorn. Although, John Beck, in fairness, does get me... Like Blu ray from abroad. Oh, right, okay. Because <laughs> he works in Amsterdam a lot. Oh, so, well, in so fairness. Anything. But pricey. Got me Smurfs. Smurfs Lost Village in three days. 30 quid, mate. Mm, that's a lot. <sighs> I'm going to go now. Okay. What song do I put on at the end? What's it called? You put the Star Wars thing yeah, on, I'm don't you? Yeah, finding it. The thingy. There you go. Yeah. It's been a nice show, but I'm, uh, I'm done with it. That <laughs> was good, because you're out of time. I've had enough of it. Uh, Sarah's coming up. Yes. The hip-hop show. Um, we're coming back to record later on, yeah, but... Yeah. But you won't hear it till next week. Mm. I'll tell you the erasure story in the okay, next show. Okay, I'm a, I wanna yeah. know it. Thank and I'm not gonna tell Barry all week. Oh, okay, fine. Okay. See you next week. <laughs> If you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes.